one of these days I'll turn 40, and then I'll have all the bouncy castles. Yeah. Because maybe I can afford them by 40. 40 is the golden year. Uh-huh. Yeah. About the bouncy castle year? Yeah. All right. Goals. <laughs> <laughs> these are life goals. Hey, watch, hey, watch. Hey, watch, hey, watch. Hey, watch, hey, watch. I hate them all, but I just can't stop. Eh, episode? Yeah, it's the same iteration. Okay. It hasn't become a slightly new thing. I don't know. Isn't it new every time? It seems more existential than <laughs> anything. That's an existential difference, really. Time is a flat circle. Oh, boy. <laughs> Today we're not talking about True Detective, although we could. Really like that first season. Yeah. Nobody's that's in, the, that's in this movie. Oh, No. I had to think about it. <laughs> no. No, it's a, it's a big cast, but nobody that's in that is in this movie. Yep, we're talking about it's a mad, 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 mad world. Oh, wait, no. No. I'm trying to think about other things with big casts. We're talking about Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia 2, <laughs> here we go again. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Coming to you live, as I always say, live from the... Yellow Kitchen Studios. It's not live. It's live. We're recording it live. We're not working off of scripts. We yeah, had no rehearsal. Yeah, right. We're recording right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Live from the Yellow Kitchen Studios. Hey, Ish. watch, great watch. Heads up for anyone listening. T- today is my block party. You really can't hear it as much uh, where we record in the house, but you might. You might pick up some of it. So I apologize, but I also don't care. They were playing some Bruno Mars earlier. I was digging it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not saying I dislike it, but if you hear, like, bass in the background or the laughter of children, I know, it grates on your soul. But this is when we're recording it, and uh, I asked them to cancel the block party for my own selfish needs, and they said no. You didn't. I did. I doubt that. No, I definitely did that. I can't tell. No, I didn't. I didn't do that. <laughs> I forgot about the block party till last night. <laughs> Coming home from work, I saw a please move your car by 10 a.m. thing, and I was like, oh, shit, that's tomorrow? We gotta record. <laughs> ah, well, fuck it. I saw a bouncy castle, and knew they wouldn't let me in. Yeah, So no. that was a little soul-crushing. Yeah. They should have two bouncy castles. Yeah. Children. Adults only. Yeah. Adults only, where they offer adult <laughs> beverages yeah. and... I was gonna say, they bouncy don't... Bouncy castle after dark. They don't, they don't want to hose that down. <laughs> adult <laughs> beverages and... And adult attire. and Honestly, I feel like there's probably the same amount of vomit in the kids' bouncy castle versus the adult bouncy castle. <laughs> it's, really, it's really just a cabaret with an inflated floor. <laughs> yeah. But we're not a bouncy castle or block party review podcast. We are, as always, a movie podcast. And uh, we're here today. Let's introduce ourselves. I'm uh, Hunter Bush. This is Allison Yukulis. And here today with us is... Frankie Marsh. Uh, Frankie, what film did you pick? I, how did you pick it? All right, so, <laughs> so in my um, welcome packet for Hate Watch, Great Watch, I received a list, a very long list of movies, uh, most of which, obviously, I've not seen. I think um, it's under 200. The Spanish speak of it in legend. They yeah. call it 
extensivo. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah, it, while it might be under 200, that doesn't mean that 199 <laughs> yeah. isn't a lot of movies yeah, to select movies from. Is under 200. Yeah. It's still a lot of movies. <laughs> So, um, actually, I don't know which edition you got because we recently redid it, and I think I I put a whole thing that it's an impressively long list or something. It, no, all right. So then, yeah, that was included. Okay. Like the, the 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 preface did include, "Hey, I'm about to smack you with some, uh, you know, hurricane category five uh, style winds of <laughs> movies." Like the this this list is about to knock you on off your feet. We, we did, did record this a few days after Hurricane Florence. It's well, not a hurricane anymore. It's a tropical storm, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. At this yeah. juncture, yes. Still, still a, yeah. Now it's a tropical storm. So, so now you know the you know the distance between when we record to when you hear them. Mm-hmm. 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 And you know when my uh, block party is. So next year, you can <laughs> come, show up. Next come year, on, come, come, come on, on over. Down. Come on over. We'll probably be recording. Have your yeah. pets spayed and neutered. <laughs> what? <laughs> Bob Barker. Yeah, come I on. know Bob Barker. Why are you Bob Barker now? Come on down. God damn it. Price is right. Okay. Yes. All right, all right. I'm all sorry. Right. Were you thinking of any other Bob Barker's oeuvre? Because he didn't yeah. do anything else. Yes, he did. He got punched in the face oh by Happy God. Gilmore. I know, but he did barely anything else. <laughs> well, yeah. Not Those that he the... needed to. He was perfectly fine doing <laughs> how he did. Right. She's afraid of offending Bob Barker's super fans. I'm not listening to this anymore. <laughs> they badmouth Bob. They what? <laughs> I love Bob Barker. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> he was a great host. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. He was right about your pets. Yeah. And also, I recently watched uh, Perfect Bid, and he got interviewed no for that. that is. It's a documentary that you don't care about. What's it about? It's about a guy who specifically watched uh, Oh, Price you did is tell right me about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And was keeping a spreadsheet of all the prices of everything and helped another guy put a perfect bid on a showcase, which is unheard of. Right, right. The yeah. show was running for like 34 years and nobody had ever done a perfect bid on a showcase. Yeah. No, I, you and did tell me about this. That sounds good. Yeah, it wasn't the guy himself, but it was a guy that he was yeah. like helping from the audience. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that actually sounds interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I won't cut it out. It was. There's a lot of... Uh, I'll leave it in. There's a lot of, like, movies and, and stuff about, like, game shows having, like, rigged shit, and that's always super interesting to me. Yeah, Especially yeah. the times where, like, it's not anything against the rules, just somebody that was, like, very good at dismantling the game. Yeah, I like any time you have a, a, a movie or, or documentary about people that game the system, which is which... kind of... Kind of ties it's into kind our of thematically today. relevant, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so Frankie. Frankie, what did you pick for us? All right, so <laughs> and how did you pick it? <laughs> All right, so I'll go. I'll go with. I was given an extensive list, very extensive list, which I appreciate. I made it a point not to select something that I have already seen or suggest a movie that I have already seen. Which is, uh, I think that's cool. Um, we yeah. Have a lot of people that were like, yeah, yeah, and this is your first time on. Yeah. Usually people, I've noticed a trend that people their first time on pick something they really like and therefore like can talk about. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, whatever. yeah. So like my, my original thought when, when we first talked about it in person about you having yeah. me on here talk talk about a movie that, that we either hate or find great. Yeah. My, my initial thought was my favorite movie, Children of Men. Oh, that's uh, good. 2009, I think it came out. I have not seen that. Two- that sounds right. Yeah. Really? And, wow. We mean yeah. really. Um, it's, um, it's a great movie. Clive Owen, protagonist. Yeah. Um, I feel like I say that a lot. <laughs> I, that's all I'm going to say about it. And okay. it's 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 just a great movie. I recommend you watching it, you know, 
if you'll have me again, oh, yeah. we can we can oh. make that the second episode where you uh, have Frankie yeah. Marsh. You off air t- told us your um, your list of possible choices for this episode, and I yeah. was like, well, we should have Frankie on to talk about that. And then yeah. every time you're like, and then this, and I was like, oh, well, we should have Frankie on to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. And this, oh, we should have Frankie on to talk right, about that. Right, too. right, right, right. You had a list of what? Sixteen. 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 Sixteen total. And here was here was my process of why I have sixteen and not thirty-two. <laughs> All right, so I received the list, and I thought, holy hell, like, there are tons of great movies on this list. Like, I, I really have to I have to make a, a good selection. I don't want to disappoint my host. I have to make a good selection. Or your many well, fans. He, or my many fans. He got sucked yeah, into right. buying those, so... so yeah, well, right, 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 right. And so and that, that was, that was an, an, another factor in my um, selection process. Uh, so I received the list. And I thought, like, I, w- I want to have fresh content within, you know, within my thought process. I want to be able to speak, uh, I guess, candidly. So, obviously, the opportunities were abundant within this list. And I selected 16 because of the whole, you know, doubling process, if you if you'll call it that. One, two, four, eight, <sighs> 16, so on and so yeah. forth. And so I thought, oh, man, I got to... There's so many I can I can go on I can I can I can have this whole list <laughs> and then go on from there. But I thought 16 would be a great place to start. Hell, maybe even 32. Uh, there were that many yeah, it, viable lot. choices. It's so interesting. That but you I thought, thought that maybe mag- that's that's mathematically just, and bracketed. Yeah, that maybe that's just uh, it. Just goes yeah. to show you how much time I have on my hands at work. Uh, <laughs> so so I I, I ended up with 16. Are you a basketball 16. fan? I am. Believe it or not, being five four, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not a basketball fan. Uh, well, I thought, I thought that might were, come as a surprise I, to you. I thought you were trying to march madness in. <laughs> no, no, no. The march madness. Regardless, I selected 16 initial, and it was it was a broad um there was no necessary i guess routine pattern right. that you would see among the 16 oh, yeah. that i that i that, no, I, that yeah. I selected your genres were all it was over pretty the place. pretty broad right yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, actors were all over the place there wasn't really a theme or anything one thing yeah. that i that i definitely harped on in my selection process was uh, making sure that I selected a few movies that were before when i was born which led me to my top choice yeah close encounters of the third kind yeah um, 1977. Anyone listening to this will know we did, we just did um, uh, a benevolent aliens movie with contact. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I was like, Frankie, do you have a you have a backup choice? Yeah. And he says, Yes, I have 15. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, so at this point, we are doing a a different tack. 2001's Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Ocean's Eleven. So that was Frankie's that sort was, of second that was choice. choice. And believe it or not, it was the first one after perusing the entire list. Yeah. The first one I selected was yeah. Ocean's Eleven. You were paying attention to the years, which is weird, because we only have them in there for the case of things like this, where there are Ocean's Eleven's actually a remake. Yeah, yeah, this Ocean's Eleven is right. a remake Ooh, of right. 1960, yeah. uh, Frank Sinatra starring yeah. Ocean's so, Eleven. Uh, but yeah, so we, we have, have the years there in case of instances where there's a similar name or a remake or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. But so, like, yeah, you were actually paying attention to that somewhat for your Big choice, attention which to is that. Yeah. weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, not weird, but like... Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> Notable. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah, I yeah mean, that's I, not how really... a lot of people approach that. <laughs> yeah. We haven't really talked to too many people about how they made their choice. Yeah. Because usually it's just like, oh, hey, I, I really like this movie. Like, you want to talk about it nice? Or occasionally, I really hate this movie. Right. I assume (laughs) it was just like scrolling the list, and then this caught my eye, and then like, okay, cool. And then as a backup, something else, you know. But yeah, that's interesting. I don't know if anybody, you know, put thought into like, oh, let's 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 watch and talk about something like before my time. Yeah. 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 Cool. 
So Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Yes, this is the first time you saw it. Much to do about That's... Ocean's Eleven. This movie starts with uh, Jorge Clooney. Senior <laughs> Clooney. God, he's, I love him. He's great in this. Yeah. He got a lot of shit a- after that fourth Batman movie because the, that was bad, but yeah. it's not his fault. No. But uh, yeah, he kind of got shit he, on for a while. He didn't put the nipples on the bat suit. No, he's good in it too. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know they're there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you, did you forget about that? <laughs> did you forget about that? I remember that? thinking, damn. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I <laughs> thought that was a good idea. Yeah. Tell you exactly. Oh. That. That's about everybody's. Uh... <laughs> Everybody's reaction was like, wait, what? It was like, the opening credits of that movie are nipple shots of (laughs) Batman and Robin, and then crotch shots as they click their belt shut, and then butt shots as their capes fall down. And everybody went, what's happening? (laughs) Did did Tom of Finland direct this? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I just watched that documentary. That's funny (laughs) We're sorry, it's a biopic. That's funny (laughs) I'd watch that. Uh, um, yeah, so it's George Clooney uh, being interviewed for parole, and they yeah. ask him. Well, they ask him a couple questions, but they ask him, "What do you think you would do if released?" And then he just sort of like smiles a little, and you know, kind of stares wistfully into the middle distance. And then we cut to him, you know, walking out of prison, re- retrieving his possessions, and going outside. And I was like, "Man, I bet some fucking first year film student is like, this whole thing is his fantasy as he's in the parole hearing. Man, it's like it's his dying dream." Oh yeah, my God. this is my thing. Is I hate That's exactly first year film what students. happened. First year film that students. is 1,000% what happened. Taxi driver thing to everything. Yeah. 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 First year film students just always assume every movie is like, well, you know that part where he almost died? He actually died, and the climax of the movie is just his dying dream. That might be true in some movies. It's not true of every movie, so you can't ascribe that to every movie. Right. But at the same time, you can't disprove it. Let's... It's tough to prove a negative. So, yeah, sure, I guess it could be true, but it's dumb and you're crazy. Let's... But I watched that and I was like, boy, I bet there's somebody writing a thesis mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's his whole the- it's his fantasy in the parole hearing yeah that's also we just watched uh, dress to kill and the last like five ish minutes are kind a of a fantasy sequence, yeah yeah and that was still like too long for me to take it seriously like i was like this is kind of bullshit oh uh, i think there's enough of a stylistic change that there it... is but the length of it is just excessive yeah, hey man I... de palma's gonna de palma you okay know? i know i know uh, maybe so, a future episode but maybe, yeah we'll um... talk about that later but like Man, I don't know. Okay. I also did, um, you know, I was like, oh, Clooney was also in O Brother Where Art Thou, and that was around this time. When was that? Apparently it was the year before. Okay. Yeah, 2000 was when that came out, and it's another role where he's a, uh, I mean, I'm going to yeah, I was going to say parole, criminal. I was going to say parolee, but they didn't really have that in the, in the time that O Brother Where Art Thou was set. And also doing a similar hairstyle, although in this they shave him off. They shave him off? Well, he, he was a little. That sounds sexual. Yeah. <laughs> They sh- he is shaved. Yeah, he has shaved he, his face. Yeah, he he had some facial hair in O Brother Where Art Thou, and he was yeah. still rocking some facial hair in the being of this, and and then he sh- appears clean shaven after he gets out of jail. Trivia. <laughs> this is inane detail about Clooney's facial well, hair. No, that's put it on your Clooney facial hair blog, please. It's, it's what reminded me. It doesn't me. deserve to be here. It's what reminded me of that. Okay, okay? I'm just messing that with you. That was what reminded me of that. And then I looked up, and yeah, it was the year before. And, I'm just and, kidding. Yeah. I love your Clooney facial hair vlog. Uh, it's my favorite vlog. Sure. Cloondog.facialhair.tumblr.net. Dot gov. No, they won't sanction it. Yeah, they won't. 
Uh, so, all right. Really quickly, let's just talk uh, a quick overview of the film for anybody that hasn't seen it. A brief overview. Like Frankie. Is, is that. <laughs> yeah. You've seen it now. Um, uh, yeah. George it's a heist Clooney, movie. George Clooney is uh, yeah. Danny Ocean. He is uh, in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And actually. In prison for uh, ha- having done four years um, for whatever his job was that doesn't matter to the plot. And he gets out and decides to get a crew together, 11. So he decides to put a crew together to rob uh, three of the biggest casinos in Las Vegas. They are all uh, run um, by Terry Benedict, played by Andy Garcia, yep. who Clooney has a beef with. And uh, spoilers, it goes, goes pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, that's the I mean, this is a movie. There's a I don't I can never find who said this quote, but there's a, a semi-famous quote about like people enjoy this is so, I, I I don't know the whole thing, but it's uh people enjoy watching people do their jobs well. Yeah. Um and this is that. Like this whole movie is their their plan is very elaborate, but it goes pretty well as a couple little minor setbacks here and there, but everything kind of goes according to plan. And, but it's it's so entertaining to watch. I've mm-hmm. seen this a bunch. Um, and there's something about the editing in this movie, like the pacing of it, the rhythm of the movie, yeah. that I find yeah, really yeah. soothing. Yeah. Um, you, another movie on your list was Hot Fuzz, uh-huh. which is I also find that oddly soothing. Really? Yeah, and it's like it's more of an action movie than yeah, this. Yeah, like yeah. it's like cops. Yeah. So there's like like actual you know guns chase scenes and, yeah. and what have you. Yeah. And there's something about this where um, like uh, sound wise, like orally. It's mixed really well, where there's nothing that's too loud. So I could actually like and have numerous times like just put this on to fall asleep. I'll watch it for a while and then drift off, and you know I wake up and it's over. You know whatever I turn the TV off. But uh, I can't do that with Hot Fuzz because every once in a while like there's a gun gunshot or like a loud music sting yeah. or like in one instance a very loud goose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, movie's great. <laughs> yeah, goose and gunfire. It's the honk of yeah. the Canadian geese. <laughs> I actually. Like, dear God, what is that? <laughs> Is that from Canada? Get it out of here! I actually oh, I'm in bed. Oh, not good. you again, Wawa. Yeah. <laughs> my 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 shady goose uh, smuggling past has come mm-hmm. back to haunt me. Uh. <laughs> All right, so where were we? Oh yeah, this is his fucking his fantasy, his, his dying passion. This is yeah. what he would think of, which is it. totally plausible. Actually. It, again, like it, now you that you mention it, it's it. like Except yeah, that then that's the exactly what happened. Back together with Tess, so yeah, yeah. Well, they could all be his fantasy. Maybe he had a stroke. Okay. In the, I, that's my that's my point. You can't disprove I mean, it because I mean, they never show what you know um, the end of that scene. Prison healthcare is notoriously uh, <laughs> terrible. Oh. So, <laughs> so he could have definitely had a stroke that I went untreated. It. Yeah, he's just laying in there. They put him in the cage like. Uh, I did also Kessler. recently watch uh, a documentary on Netflix. about prison healthcare. That does not surprise me. Well, about prison in general, it was the Survivor's Guide to Prison featuring Danny Trejo and other people. It wasn't bad. It was a little uh, cheesy, oh, but similarly, I just recently watched uh, Mr. Monk Goes to Prison, also featuring Danny Trejo. Yeah, yeah. he's in that episode. Yeah, it's like uh, season finale, season two. Oh, I forgot about that. Cool. Yeah. He's like, you're okay, Monk. And I was like, I love Danny Trejo so much. <laughs> Danny Trejo's great. Also, legitimately an ex-con. Yeah, legitimately an ex-con. Legitimately a really nice guy. Yeah, but we were talking about Ocean's Eleven, which actually doesn't feature Danny Trejo. Unfortunately. For... Oh, he'd fit right in. He'd be real good. I don't know, who who, who who would he play? Yeah, I honestly, like, I haven't, having the innocent baby face is very important to a lot of your endeavors, and I think also being white is helpful to a lot of your endeavors sure. in this. And your two people of color on the team are Don Cheadle as Basher and the Demolitions Expert. I don't recall the name of the other guy. Bernie Mac. Oh, I forgot about Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac. 
and then also um, the guy that plays Yen. Uh, yeah, his real it's... name is Xiaobo Kin or Quin. It's Q I N. Yeah. Kin or King. Yeah. I am not 100% sure. Yeah, which this is like his first on-screen appearance. And yeah, he's really think, only done the Ocean's yeah, movies. He's done a, yeah. like, appearances and things. He's but. predominantly an acrobat. Yeah, um, that's what he actually does, yeah. which is yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> great acting. But so, like... Yeah. <laughs> credit due. But so, like, those are your three people yeah. of color on the team, and Bernie Mac is the only I'm, one that's in the foreground. I'm, so, I don't know. I just had a few notes about stuff I remembered being uh, spoofs of this like Futurama did uh, Viva Mars Vegas is I think a pretty close approximation of the film I mean just in that they're they're trying to get into a, the vault very specifically and all that there's sure. the how they do it the nitty gritty of it's a little different but I thought it was uh, pretty close and then also um, the South Park about last night is kind of a, uh, a of heist pastiche at this point I think we're gonna have to add a drinking game rule Oh, for South Park, yeah. yeah drink whenever Allison references South Park. Yeah. One of these days I'll be able to do one of the songs. Or maybe we'll actually do the movie. Yeah, we could do the movie. Yeah. Can we talk about the cast real quick? Yeah. How they, how this was like a medley of like the 2001 it Class is. A like acting it's, team. It's a great uh, assemblage of characters. You had, uh, we mentioned Don Cheadle, right? And Bernie Mac. Yeah. Bernie Mac. And uh, uh, Shaobo. 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 Qin, yeah. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't Matt call. Damon. I wouldn't call him one of the all-star character actors. No, no, like, yeah, those are the more underlying. But he's memorable yeah. in this. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he played well, a vital also, role in the heist. Also, yeah. much much like Jackie Chan Rush Hour, he spoke like no English doing this movie. He had a translator on set, and that's why he has very few lines. Yeah. Is he the, does do the where the fuck you been, which is really yeah. Funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and that's the thing is like I think one of his lines is in either Mandarin or Cantonese or something like that, and Brad Pitt's just like no. oh Brad Pitt yeah. translates a bunch of times yeah, and he's like, just like three, no yeah. we can't do this or whatever yeah. and and just yeah responds to it which, which is funny yeah and later uh, when they are um, getting the pinch he says you know something about like the security guards are over there and everybody just kind of looks at him because nobody understands him he was just there to help them get the pinch (laughs) (laughs) so yeah we have Brad Pitt George Clooney Elliot Gold who plays a funny bastard he's great yeah man B-Mac of course Bernie Mac Um, Julia Roberts which you might despise her I Uh, find her I don't despise her I just I don't God she is so beautiful most of the time rubs me the wrong way I just I like her in this a lot actually yeah Hunter has some issues with Julia Roberts. In fact, when we saw Mirror Mirror, he was like, even Julia Roberts didn't ruin this for me. Which yeah. was, I guess, a glowing recommendation. It yeah. is. Because a lot of times she's the worst part of something and, and bums me out about it. Um, she, I, I, like, I don't mind her in this at all. I, I like her in this. Uh, she's really good in... I mean, she doesn't have a ton of screen time, but she's really good in, uh, like, her final scene, pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, she's watch, she was, watching well, on the monitor, I mean, she's projecting maybe, a lot. It, you might say that because she's a lot more, like, lackadaisical, like, at the mercy of the scene itself, you know what I mean? Hmm. So she's not, like, the predominant, like, power figure in the scene, like, she's maybe. not, like, trying to, like point fingers at George Clooney and, like, dumb him down, you know? I like her, like, repartee with Clooney a lot. Oh, my gosh. A lot of those scenes were the best. You mentioned that. Yeah. You mentioned that during the film. Well, I could believe that... You could tell they were married. Yeah, Yeah. I could believe that they... 
had fallen in love and had gotten married and now despise each other because they're both just like biting at each other. It's, it's the, just like it's a, the like kind a of synchronized like, battle. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's the kind of banter where I'm like, I could see this going very yeah. well yeah. and then going very badly. Which, no, I mean, yeah, they have they have a, a scene or two where they're just kind of having it out. Yeah, very, you know, witty and very like turn of phrase and it's clever it's real snappy she did a lot of romantic comedies that i had to runaway watch bride whenever i chick. think of julia roberts i like yeah. the immediate film i runaway bride there's some things where she's really good in that, uh, that's how i find jennifer lopez every time she acts really i love her as a as as a person i have no issue with her really. right but when whenever she's acting uh I, i'm not a fan <laughs> i just and I got that's the, just the way it is man that's the I mean, cell she's good in the cell wasn't there one where, like, or maybe it was Halle Berry, her daughter or son were, like, kidnapped from her, and then it's, like, she's chasing them? Oh. This was pretty recent. So there is actually... That is Jennifer Lopez? There's a Jennifer Lopez version of that, and there's a Halle Berry. Oh, damn it. Um, like, I, I can't remember which is which, but one of them is called Enough. And I oh, think yeah, that's Enough, enough is the one I'm thinking Yeah, that's of, yeah. Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. It's not that her daughter is kidnapped, it's that they're on the run from her abusive husband. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. like that, and then there's a Halle Berry one that came out even more recently, I think, that's a real similar premise, because I remember being like, isn't this that Jennifer Lopez movie? Yeah. And maybe it's just, like, the way yeah, the trailer yeah, 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 looked yeah. or whatever, but yeah. I was like, this looks real similar. Uh, going back to the cast, yeah, yeah. with each cast member, I, I wrote a, a specific note pretty much describing their character in yeah. this film. Um, next to Julia Roberts, I drew the I drew an emoji, um, <laughs> and it was the like, like the exhausted emoji where like, oh. <laughs> and that was really just because I find her absolutely beautiful. Um, <laughs> Exhaustingly yeah, beautiful. Yeah, exhausting. Like, it's just like, uh, every time I look at her, I feel like I just sprinted a mile. Um, <laughs> Don Cheadle, uh, I just wrote UK next to him. And then, of course, uh, Matt Damon. Yeah, honestly, um, he does a Cockney accent like my brother does. And apparently he's gotten shit for how bad it is. And Who, your brother or Don Cheadle? Both. both. <laughs> no, actually, both. my brother swears up and down that people in bars have thought he was legitimately from the UK, and I was yeah. like, yeah, sure. Yeah, people, <laughs> American people in bars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, That's and like then, when I like, talk to people, and I'm like, yeah, I'm from Toluca Lake, and they're like, oh, I believe you. And I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah. Hunter, Hunter likes to lie to people on public transit in Philadelphia, Listen, which is no, known no. as I like to lie basically as often as possible to strangers because it's a harmless game. It doesn't. It, doesn't, it, it really is a yeah, harmless game. It doesn't game. affect their view of me because I'm a stranger and we're never going to meet again. It doesn't affect how I view them because, again, never going to see them. So when somebody strikes up a conversation with me on public transportation and I'm like, yeah, my, my bag's full of heads. You know, like... They're just like, man, I saw this crazy dude on the alley. He said he had a bag full of heads. I don't know if I believe it or not. That I was, didn't call the cops. Yeah, that oh, was an yeah. interesting morning. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, at, at the best, I'm making their day a little bit more interesting. And at their worst, I'm kind of putting them off for five minutes. And then, yeah. you know, that's it. Didn't want so to I, talk I, about I just it. recently went into, uh, I went on a vacation to, um, to New Orleans in the beginning oh, yeah. of August. Best time of my life. There is where I learned the art of talking to strangers because up here in the north atlantic we mind our own fucking business like we we, we stay in our own lane yeah you know yeah. apparently you know, people think that makes us unfriendly exactly which i understood which like having you have, having lived you know yeah exactly like when i when i was a kid like i i lived down in georgia and then again i learned that the south is um 
It's yeah. a whole different world. Yeah, it's so a whole different I, animal. During my um, vacation is where I learned like the art of like really appreciating or making the most out of, I guess, yeah. you would say, talking to strangers and just basic conversation with people that have absolutely zero knowledge of you or where you come from mm-hmm. or where you're going and, yeah. and, and just capitalizing on that. There were a couple times, even though I only, I only spent like three days there, I would be at the bar like... Just really enjoying it. Like, I got my suspenders, my dress shirt, my dress pants. I got some nice Oxfords on. And I'm enjoying myself, man. I'm here. I'm listening to beautiful jazz. I'm, I'm with friends. And, and I'm talking to people because they're talking to me. Like, I'm, I'm just here trying to get a cranberry vodka to take back to my wife. And people are asking me questions. And I'm like, I'm yeah. going to answer your question because I'm not an asshole. But why are you talking to me at the same time? But, you know, they'll talk to me. And I'll say, like, oh, and they'll go, oh, you know, where are you from? Where's, what's your name? And I'll say some random shit like Raul, and they're like, oh, Raul, well, you know, blah, 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 continue the conversation. And the next person, the person next to me, to my left, will say, ask me um, where I'm from and, 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 and what's my name. And I'll say, oh, I'm from fucking, you know, Massachusetts, and my name's John. And you can see the doubt, like, come over their face. Like, Maybe I was overthinking it, but I used to at least keep it consistent for the evening. I, like, yeah, when why? I say I, cap- I when know. I say I capitalized like, on like- it, like, you're doing no, a, I had, I that's had, with a safety net. You I, had, to, I had decent enough fun. You need to build yourself an evening where you need to escape from it. Yeah. I, did, I did have like a guy. You just got to see weird Your web shit. of lies is collapsing. Just like, just like you got to throw them off. Yeah. Like, all, all I had was I had a guy who asked me for my Facebook and I told him I didn't believe in the internet. I thought it was sinful, <laughs> which was probably my favorite thing. That's a good one. Well, I was reading the Collected Works of Cleo Gabron, which was a lac-bound book with gold leafing, mm-hmm. so it looked like a fucking Bible. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to ride this whole, like, I'm a Mennonite yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> All right, so we, we talked about the cast. My next... The, the, all right, this is one thing that I've kind of witnessed in TV and movies alike. It's a very particular thing pertaining to me, is how easy actors sip bourbon and whiskey and oh, scotch yeah. and so on and so forth they're obviously drinking arnold palmer or some bullshit yeah. like they, yeah. they take a sip of their or... fucking yeah their, their their bourbon or whatever and it's like water that yeah i've been drinking for eight years now and i can't i to yeah, this yeah. day i can't sip a, bur- a bourbon neat like the way these guys uh with drink no it. reaction yeah That's... yeah with with at, with not a single bit of grimace in their face yeah. whatsoever and Brad Pitt did it a couple times throughout this movie, and that's something if that I took If it's rocks and it's my second, I can do it. <laughs> Your second? All right, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that, I, that I can... That but I also, can, yeah. they're not going to give actors live bourbon. Live bourbon. Yeah. It could go off at any moment. Real bourbon. <laughs> they're Boom. calling the bourbon squad. Yeah. It's just Boom. me. It's the three of us. Yeah. We go and we're like, oh, boy, sip. Well, oh, boy. Oh, that yep. could have been really bad. Yep, this is real bourbon, all right. <laughs> I'm glad you called us. Who are those three drunks? They're the bourbon squad. They've been hard at work all day. We're like, you guys are fucking... Who are you hey, going to so call? You know what this movie Bourbon needs? Busters. This movie needs Danny Trejo. <laughs> this needs to be in this. He's great, you know? And, hey, do you know... Clooney, you know him. I know you know him because... Uh, you were in that movie. No, still John. You were in it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I seen it. Nicholas Cage, I seen it. you know him. I seen it. Yeah. I seen it. <laughs> um, so Bourbon Squad. Yeah, congratulations. What? Is that, on, my, is that my new T-shirt? On, no, on on. Well, yeah, but also on inventing. Yeah, your dream job. <laughs> Bourbon Squad. Bourbon Squad. But no, I mean, you know, 
Yeah, they're not going to give actors bourbon. Apparently, mm. on IMDb, apparently the whole, like, Julia Roberts coming down the stairs scene where Brad Pitt's eating the shrimp cocktail. Mm. He takes a bite of shrimp. Apparently, he ate 40 shrimp doing that scene because they did so many reshoots. <laughs> but speaking right. of uh, Brad Pitt and food, he eats in every scene in this movie. Mostly. Yeah, it's like almost every sometimes single Sometimes he's just chewing and you don't see what he's eating. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. sometimes he's actually not. But, but like... Yeah, I was keeping tabs of what he was eating. He is eating or is like... Has just eaten in every scene that... Like yeah. in every scene that he's not actively like working the con. Yeah. And it's it's kind of a joke because like he apparently was like complaining about how he didn't have time to eat because of how rigorous the shooting was. Oh, yeah. So he decided to eat during one scene and uh, Soderbergh was just like, eh, we'll just make this a running gag. Yeah, it's a good... Yeah. It's a good character trait. Yeah, it is. I also like that, uh, is it Saul? Yeah, it's Saul. Um, pockets an orange before they go off to do mm. the... Yeah. The, yeah. Because he says earlier during the, uh, the dog track scene that he yeah, needs his, the vitamins. Yeah, like, his recruitment scene that he needs the vitamins. But yeah, they're, like, gonna go into the house and listen to the pitch, and he, like, pockets an orange. Yeah. And I think he actually might have one with him later in, like, a later scene, too, but I like that, like, as yeah. a running gag. Yeah. It's the little well. detail that we all, uh, you know, yeah, that it's, we all it's, appreciate. And, like, I yeah, well, it's, the first it's time, good but... character work yeah. where yeah, it's, yeah. everybody's got, it's you know... commitment. Yeah. Commitment. And yeah. goddamn, I love Carl Reiner. Like, I, he's great in this, as Saul, and as, uh, what's the, the fucking alias? Oh, oh, um... Limon Zerga. Yeah. 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 He's like, hello, I am Limon Zerga. And he keeps, like, practicing the voice and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's so good. But I love him as, like, a person. He, he was a... He was a writer, creator, uh, and he was on the Dick Van Dyke Show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's a huge part of my childhood. That's before your time. That yeah. was actually a little before bit before my time. Times. And then, yeah, Hunter used to catch it on, like, the fucking Rewind or Nick whatever. Night. Nick at Night. God yeah. damn. Nick at Night. And my mom, like, I remembered watching it as a kid, so she would tape it. Uh, yeah. VHS tape uh, it. Uh, yeah. And watch, like, dangerous. chunks of it. But yeah, I saw a bunch of the Dick Van Dyke Show. It's charming. We watched the charming. whole thing. <laughs> no, it's adorable. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I saw some of it. Limon Zerga. Also, really like the Dead Milkman song about that. I tripped over the Ottoman. Yep. Um, Philly. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Philly, this, um, the climax of this movie, um, you know, is, is the team watching the um, fountain. Yeah. And uh, the music playing is uh, Debussy's, I think it's how you say it, um, Claire de Lune, yes, which is one of my favorite pieces of classical music. But I looked up the thing; it's the Philadelphia Orchestra. Is it? Yeah, recording. Huh. So this movie is basically three parts. I mean, every movie is three acts. That's a you know. Mm-hmm. But this is basically three parts. The uh, first part is recruiting the team, right? The the middle part is setting everything up, and then the third part is kind of like execution. Yeah, it's execution, but, like, we as the audience don't know the plan, so it's explaining the plan to the audience as we go through it, as we watch it happening. Although, pretty early on, when Brad Pitt and Clooney are kind of going over what they would need, and they do a lot of, like, con man terms, all of those are made up for the movie, and they do kind of predict what's going to happen if you know... The cultural significance of the people. Yeah, I remember that scene. It's, you know, we need to... Yeah, off the top of my head, I'd say you're looking at a Boski, a Jim Brown, a Miss Daisy, two Jethro's, and a Leon Spinks, not to mention the biggest Ella Fitzgerald ever. Right. And those all kind of foreshadow things that happen later in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, like, I... 
you know, I've seen this a bunch, so I, I know that line. I mean, I remember that line. I can't remember yeah. the order. But yeah. yeah, they're all pop culture things. Jethro's, uh, the, Jethro from uh, the Beverly Hillbillies, which are, um, yeah, the in two this, guys. it's Scott Kahn and Casey Affleck, who yeah. are twins from Utah. Yeah, Utah. I think it's Utah. And they're uh, they're basically all they do is bicker, um, and they're really they're funny. Well, they're, they're, also know. apparently they lost a bunch of people in this movie to uh, the Royal Tenenbaums. I think a bunch of people. Yeah, a, so well three. Okay. So that's a few. So it's those two and who? Yeah. So it's those. Okay. So apparently, I think from what I saw on the IMDb, the two of those were actually supposed to be uh, uh, the Wilson brothers. Luke and Owen Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and apparently, uh, Bill Murray was supposed to be a lounge singer in this, in oh, a scene, and he declined because he was shooting the Royal Ten Bombs. That's interesting. Speaking of, uh... Well, I just don't know that we need a Bill Murray cameo. I mean, I love Bill Murray, but that would just make me, that would just that would distract away from the movie, and also I would want more Bill Murray. Yeah. 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 You can't, you can't get the, just the tip of Bill Murray. You have to get the <laughs> full shaft, balls deep oh, of, Bill, of Bill Murray. Gross. <laughs> the full, so the full Williams. Yeah. The full Williams. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, Pitt's character, I noticed how it, it almost seemed like his character here was identical to that of his character in uh, Fight Club. Slightly less aggressive. Yeah, he's less, he's less aggressive. He's less crazy. But he has the same, like, fucking haircut and everything. Like, Yeah. It's and pretty all, similar. I think it's short. They, I think it's shorter than this. Um, they also don't, uh, like costume him as garishly yeah yeah Yeah, he's not wearing like a red leather jacket yeah what have you yeah in fight club brad pitt wears that that fucking one it's like a a silk shirt that's like cream colored with um like autumn leaves on it yeah it's in the it's in the fucking uh burning your hand with lie scene yeah i fucking love that shirt oh my god wait no (laughs) this is i'm drawing a blank i love that shirt uh, Were I a much skinnier man and could find it anywhere, I would I would wear that shirt all the time. <laughs> we all we all have our, uh, our, yeah. our dreams, yeah, yeah. I have a different opinion. Listen, I want bouncy castles at my fortieth birthday or whatever. I do you want said. bouncy castles at my fortieth. I didn't judge. I said goals. It's fine. You got your goals. My goal is to a find that shirt somewhere and buy it, and b uh, you know be, be slimmer so that it, you know I don't look like a, a very comfortable pillow. It's autumn, uh, autumn leaf patterned. Although at the end, Pitt does have like a real ugly, like snakeskin pattern shirt that Clooney makes fun of. Yeah. Yeah. He deserved it. It was the two thousands. I know. I early two thousands. Yeah, were all hell those of transition yeah. years. Yeah. At end of a decade into a new decade. Fashion's weird because nobody knows what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it was worse in the eighties. So I guess like how oh, much yes. can I complain? Yeah. No, shoulder pads were much worse. <laughs> yeah. Had to go through doorways sideways. I prefer an elegant, natural tailoring. So you What's prefer the thing you is prefer I... Clooney in From Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, I'd have to see it again, but yes, probably. And in that, he's got the um, like tribal tattoos uh, on his arm and down his hand. Instead of Brad Pitt does in this. Oh. You don't see them in this too much, but you see them poking out of his sleeve because he always wears uh, like a, that full suit yeah. jacket. But you see him on the back of his hand. So, Frankie, anything in the uh, you know gathering, like putting the putting the crew together, like third of the movie, jump out at you? Any like uh, scenes that you really you really liked? Um, nothing, nothing, nothing crazy. Nothing. I liked, nothing um, that really grabbed me. I like um, Matt Damon's scene. Yeah. Um, I like it like as a as a 
storytelling device him you know picking the you know pick, picking the guy's wallet on the L yeah literally grab him grabbing him from the public yeah and oh. then Clooney grabbing a you know dropping his card in and taking the wallet out and being like meet me at this uh, bar but I also like the way it's shot he used like a weird I don't know if it's if it was edited oh. like that or if it was the film it was the film yeah yeah but it has this like he sort used... of stuttery yeah. uh, effect which I, I yeah. thought was really cool he um, used um, I think Okay, so I saw this trivia. IMDb trivia, yeah. yeah. I think it was that he was this using... This is just the IMDb trivia show now. I think he was using 45mm and doing it at a different exposure. That. You're just regurgitating yeah. factoids you read I... online. It could be totally false. To- totally. You're... Yeah, I don't know. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like... But yeah, apparently it was in fact the film stock, and yeah. it gave it like that stuttery appearance, and he was specifically using that for flashbacks or scenes like that. Yeah, I guess it's a flashback. One one thing I didn't I didn't quite digest too well was... When he selected um, the older dude with the oranges. Yeah. Oh, Saul, yeah. yeah. Saul. When he said, I saw you at the stand, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Like, did it did it show that where like, no, no. he acknowledged him? No. It's no. just like, yeah, it's no, just they Saul, already just... had a predetermined target. It's, it's, yeah. it's yeah. that he's an old head, so he's like, yeah, you've he's actually been around the block a few day. times. Yeah. yeah. He's like, okay. I noticed you following me, like, you know, a while ago. And yeah, like, yeah. That's yeah, why yeah. he says, like, I okay. saw you before you got up this morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, yeah, I'm always, like, self conscious of, like, shit like that, like, lines like that when I'm watching a film. Like, like fuck, like, did I miss something? Like, I'm yeah. always, like, trying to, like, yeah. think, like, damn, like, maybe I'm not paying close enough attention. Maybe, like, this scene did come, like, did come into fruition and shit, you know? So also, I particularly liked when they were talking to Ruben, uh, when he was talking about the three closest that people came to actually rob the casino. That is Because they they do period-appropriate music for each one, and it's just very short, but very... Is it period? I I only noticed the last one. Okay, so I didn't remember the first one, but the second one was Spirit in the Sky. And it okay. was in the seventies, yeah. and then the eighties, and it was take my breath, my away. breath away. Yeah, mm, yep, yep. and that's so good. Yeah, yeah. That, I know. That, I mean, that whole scene of those three things because it's, yeah. it's literally like a it's like a minute scene. Yeah, because he's like, yeah, this guy, this year, this casino. He's like, he got two steps closer than anybody before him, and he just gets taken down. And you're like, wow, that's that's fucked up. That made it in the top, you know, top yeah. three. And then you know, he's like, you know. So 1970 and so whatever actually you know. tasted fresh air He's, he tasted yeah. fresh air before they got him and that dude gets fucking like clotheslined and there's a great like freeze frame it's all like blurry in motion of yep, just like yep, all yep. the chips going yep, everywhere yep. and then the last one is like you know and then like 80 whatever this guy you know this this casino and he's like he came he grabbed they conquered and like it's you know they shoot him in the back and he like all the money flies out of his hands, all the bills everywhere. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, take my breath away. Oh, dude, so <laughs> yeah. fucking good. I love that scene. Just the slow motion fluttering. Yeah, the bills fluttering yeah. to the ground. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even, I, even I thought, like, holy shit. All of shit, that what, was what great. A scene. That yeah. stuff made it into my list. Yeah, that's good. really good. It's good. That's a good pull. I don't I don't recall what the first. And that was also when I was like, oh, yo, the soundtrack on this is baller. It is. Because they do a lot of, like, really good stuff. And then yeah. also the theme is good. Well, and, the soundtrack and the yeah. score are. You know, yeah. two different things. I but know. The soundtrack's really good. Yeah. It has a lot of great songs yeah. on it. Um, I love the theme in this. I love the score. Because well, also they do um, an Elvis song. Yeah, a little for, less conversation. But but it's not Viva Las Vegas. It's something a little like they went a little at the less time obvious. it was a popular song though. Yes. And I don't know if it was because of this movie or but, well, incidentally. But like, remember when they did that like Elvis um, retrospective? Or yeah, something? or like greatest yeah. hits or yeah. something. Like they released a new Elvis thing. Yeah. And it had, I believe it was that. I think it was a little less conversation. Yeah. 
um, as like a new track that had not been released that was like remixed but, by Fatboy Slim or oh, something. Mm-hmm. So, That's not good. <laughs> no, it was fine. Okay. That wasn't fine. I just like that they went a little extra because sometimes people don't. So they go a little too on the nose. Yeah, yeah. And so having... Again, Elvis is very Vegas, yeah. so anything that he would do would be appropriate for this. So yeah, yeah some, just go some more than others. Go but you gotta for anything. Be, you got to be yeah. close, but not on the nose. Yeah, you don't right. want to yeah. do Viva Las yeah. Vegas because yeah. that only works in certain situations. Yeah, and Fear and Loathing had come out in '97, I think. Um, Probably and that had uh, the Dead Kennedys cover of Viva Las yeah. Vegas on the soundtrack. Which um, I mean, also good call because close but not on the on the nose. Right. It's like yeah. oh, this is a Vegas song, but it's the like. You know the coked out version, yeah, yeah, which is more which, more fitting with Hunter Thompson. Quite, but certainly. um, yeah, but you also don't want to do like you know, oh, mama, like the roses. It's like that's <laughs> yeah. not appropriate for this. Yeah. Like, oh, that's a, there's many Elvis songs that are not appropriate. Yeah, blue, 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 blue Christmas. Like, this is not a Christmas movie. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's a good. All you need is one scene, man. Yeah, as Die Hard has shown us. Yeah. Oh, uh, I really like. That's Elliot Gould. When I recruit Ruben, Elliot Gould, they like. I guess they pitch him the idea, and he's not for it. And yeah. then they, they sort of then they sort of like reverse psychology pitch him on it. And they're like, yeah, you know, whatever. I forget how to phrase it, but it's basically ah, it's not for everybody. It's kind of a big deal idea, you know. It's it's fine. And he goes, all right, why don't you tell me what the idea is? And they're like, oh, it's the what was it, the Bellagio, oh, the Bellagio, the underground, like real yeah, casual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, those are all like Terry Benedict's uh, casinos. Yeah. He's like, he's like, oh, are they? I didn't yeah, notice yeah, yeah. That. Like. And he gets him more interested because yeah. he's got a problem with Terry Benedict yep. because uh, yeah. Benedict bought his old casino and is going to demolish it to put up some gaudy, ugly thing that, that, that yeah. Ruben has a problem with. Because as you can tell when they meet Ruben, it's one of those like poolside chats where you can yeah. see in the background he's it's got very, like a very personable statues. thing, like where like yeah. they're familiar with him. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like yeah. I'm coming to you. He's kind of Vegas old with money, a proper like. yeah exactly. Yeah. It, yeah. It's not like the you, you know your standard like I'm coming to you with a proposition. Please, 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 for the love of God, help me yeah. execute this. No. Yeah, no, they, they have like, a working like, yeah. business relationship with him. It's yeah. a bilateral thing yeah. as opposed to, like, I'm coming to the boss. And yeah. I like before But I mean, this... also, you can tell he's of means just yeah. from the, right. setting, this, the right. setting that they're in. It's his yeah. place, yeah. and he's got this pool, and everything and is gorgeous. A, and, and, and a spread on the yeah. table. Like spread on the table, lunch. there's yeah. a gold yeah. statue behind him, all this shit. He's like, got a bunch of jewelry like nine on. fucking yeah. gold necklaces. Yeah. yeah. So the one he's got the the star of David. Yeah. It's in a circle. Yeah. And so from the distance, it kind of looks like the uh, symbol of the Empire from Star Wars. Ah, uh, you dork. Yeah, I was like, does he have a fucking Empire symbol? Yeah. I was like, oh no, it's a star of David. Okay. That did not occur to me at all. <laughs> it shouldn't have occurred to anyone. I know. But, but... it did to me. <laughs> but also, I like yeah, the like, uh, Clooney meets Bernie Mac. I mean, he approaches him in the casino that Bernie Mac's currently working in, but they have their actual meeting at, like, a different bar yeah. after hours. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, he and Pitt are in the back room of some casino where Pitt is teaching, um, like, Topher Grace and Josh Jackson and all those, like, WB stars yeah. to Ho- play. Holly uh, something Combs. Holly Marie Combs. Yeah. yeah. And um, what's the other Charmed. one? Barry Watson or something? Yeah. From, yeah, it's... I think, Seven... Not Seventh Heaven. One yeah. Tree Hill. Okay, there was a guy from One Tree Hill, and there was a guy from Seventh Heaven. And uh, yeah, it's I all those know. guys. I don't all, know everybody's names. It's all WB. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Young Hollywood. Yeah, and he's teaching these young Hollywood guys how to play cards. Uh, and then when they go to meet Ruben, it's at Ruben's you know palatial kind of estate, and that's cool. It's funny. I like the line that Ruben has where he's like, you know, and I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, "This thing used to be civilized. You'd hit a guy, he'd whack you. Done." 
He's like, but Benedict is, you know, he says, like, Benedict's a lot worse, he's a lot meaner, and he's like, with Benedict, he'll kill you, then he'll go to work on you. And I love that. Like, yeah, I, mean, yeah I, I, I picked up on that, and I was like, like, necrophilia? <laughs> <laughs> now, they bring it back later where um, they talk about how Benedict, like, somebody tried to uh, scam him somehow, I forget what the details were, but that guy went to jail or whatever, but then he stole, then he bought the guy's, like, brother's tractor, you know, business and ran into the ground, like, all that sort of stuff, like, bankrupted his brother's tractor business, like, he ruins their whole, their their lives and the lives of everybody they know, and yeah. like, that kind of thing, I think that's, that's what he's, like, you know, referencing, but I was like, that's, that's a great line. Yeah. See, I also liked uh, Brad Pitt teaching these, oh, you yeah. know, to play. youths. And hates it. And so, like, yeah, he's taking five at the bar, and the bartender's like, how's it going? And he goes, longest hour of my life. And the bartender's like, what? And he goes, I'm, I'm running away with your wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the bartender goes, great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That whole thing. And then, yeah, Clooney appears, and he's just like, hey, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> or no, not even. He's he's at the table when he comes back. You actually see him walk yeah. behind Brad yeah, Pitt at yeah, the yeah, bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And They're like, takes... oh, we got another player. Topher Grace is so funny in this scene. He really he, is. He, like, plays it up way too hard, yeah. but it's really funny. Because he's such a good boy in that in, in that 70s show, yeah. and he does it here, too, where he's just so... He's a scumbag in this. It's really funny. I mean... Because he's, like, you know, they, they well, bet, no, like, I... 50, they bet yeah. like, 50 on the pot, you know, and he's yeah. like, whatever, it's just pocket change. <laughs> and, like, this obnoxious <laughs> laugh. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the thing, is he still comes off as, like, clean but trying to be dirty. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, he's yeah. also, like, talking... Talking to, to Brad, where he's like, "Oh, my agent says that like if, uh, if I pay, if you, I pay you in a check, check I can, can write this off as a business expense." Yeah, 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 that's good. And then he's like, "Okay, yeah, cash is still good too." And he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> and so yeah, it's one of those things where it's like you're not as hard as you want to be, are you? No. When they start to put everything in place and get everybody like you know where they need to, to be. They have uh, Bernie Mac come down with a case of bronchitis and then put in like a transfer. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Bernie Mac, yeah. Bernie Mac coughing and then looking sadly off camera. Yeah. <laughs> like I've got bronchitis. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a great face. It made me laugh so hard. Yep. Yeah. No, I know. It's like a two-second moment. Like it's so short. Yeah, and then it's like smash cut to him like yeah. on the plane or whatever. Like yeah, living it up. Uh, but yeah, I love that. That, that was such a good. Yeah. The- <laughs> Yeah, he's like, yeah. Uh, 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 and then he just like looks really like, sad. Like, can't his face off to the side, like, <laughs> helpless, helpless Bernie Mac. He's yeah. so damn funny in this movie. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, when he later on, when again when they're assembling like what they need, he's buying the van. He buys the van from the dude. Oh, his name man. is like, yeah. his name's like Tony Denim. He's like Denim like a jean. The guy's like, yeah, Denim like a jean. He's like, he's a goddamn bruiser in yeah. this scene, man. He's, he starts shaking that guy's hand, and then he just starts death gripping the hand. Yep. And he's like, oh, do you moisturize? And then he just goes into this like five minute thing he's like he's like because my sister says like she a uses four this minute thing Nivea with, commercial yeah he's oh, like man. with aloe vera and he's like but I'm, a, I'm allergic to the camphor so I can't really do that and he's like I mean, technically we should all be you know wearing gloves when we go to bed but that gets in the way of my social obligations and like all this it's such a yep. good run yep. yeah and like the whole time you watch you don't know it yet but you watch the other guy denim He's you just watch him sweating and getting he, yeah, redder. He, he starts yeah. like looking uncomfortable, and I was like, "Is this like a race thing? Like he's uncomfortable shaking a black guy's hand this long?" But no. then they do a cut in, yeah. and you see Bernie Mac is like crushing his hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. He's a fucking bruiser. Yeah, yeah, he's great, man. He's real good. And uh, later on, part of their scam involves um, Matt Damon, like outing him for having a fake identity 
and Damon's pretending to be from the uh, Nevada Gaming Commission, and they like to uh, Benedict's with him. He takes him into a back room to, to talk, as opposed to on the floor in front of everybody. And Bernie Mac is so funny in that too. Yeah. Yeah, he, like, apparently... calls Matt Damon a cracker, and Matt Damon's like, did you hear that? That's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Damon's, like, good-boying it the yeah. whole time. He's like, did you hear that? That's that's horrible. Did I whatever... I resent the idea that... I resent that. Uh, he's like, we that race Nevada would Gaming... even be brought into the yeah. into the idea. He's like, we at the Nevada Gaming Commission, you know, always uh, promote uh, colored... Oh, and you can see, he's like, oh, I said... <laughs> and Bernie Mac, like, dives at him, and, like, uh, Andy Garcia, Terry Bennett, gets in between them. And, you know, Bernie Mac's like, you better talk to him. <laughs> it's That's good. funny. Um, Every line. Like, apparent, he's so good. Apparently the do you want me to dance on a table was improvised. Oh, man, that's great, too. Because he does say that Yeah, he's like, like want to dance on the table? I'll shine your shoes for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was, so, that was a good line, yeah. It's great. And it's great because Benedict, you can tell... I like I like Andy Garcia in this a lot. Yeah. Uh, you can tell he doesn't know if he should buy any of this at all. Like he's watching it like, what the fuck is going on yep, here? Yep, yep, yep. He play, and it he plays, plays right into the scene. Yeah, yeah he plays yeah. most of the movie like something's up. Yeah, like, he, but yeah. He, I don't know what it is, and I can't figure it out. And like, you know, Terry Bennett, the character is is he's trying as, as damned as to keep it like. Yeah, to stay on top. Concealed that he doesn't know. Well, yeah. Also, in, in the in the sequels, or yeah, at least is. one of them, and he seems wise to it. So, like, yeah, there's yeah. a good mm. arc going on throughout the series, which we're not talking about all nah, of them, man. but I'm, yeah. I'm just saying, like, yeah, they, do they, they do a good job with his character. Yeah, where, expanding him as a character. Yeah. I think yeah. he comes back for the third one, is what it is. Um, so anything else from, like, the gathering the, you know, the Gathering team the stuff? troops? Yeah. I mean, everybody, you know... The, movie does a really good job of like giving you everybody's character in their introductory scene like a really yeah like you know that basher is you know kind of crazy but really good at what he does that's don Cheadle as the demolitions guy you know he's getting arrested for uh you know another job that he was on and Pitt shows up very similar yeah and Pitt shows up pretending to be like you know an fbi agent that's been hot on his trail the whole time Pitt and atf atf yes you're right and he's like, did you check him for, you know, weapons? They're like, uh, no. And he, like, slams up against the car. And he's like, yeah. He's like, Mr. Basher has been known, to, you know, whatever, whatever. And he's like, hey, Bash, how you doing? He's like, I'm pretty good. <laughs> and he's like, what can you make with what I just slipped you? He's like, it's done. Yeah. And then, like, they walk away and the car explodes. Yeah. <laughs> like, not explodes, explodes, but, like. Oh, you yeah. Know. Enough that distraction. That was a fucking explosion. Yeah. Man, like, man. Three cars blew up. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good, but it's a good scene. Like you know that, yeah, Basher's Basher's kind of a wild card, but he's really good. Yeah. Well, like, that I mean, like even when you see him like getting uh, pinched to begin with, uh, you know, he like blows the safe and then he walks in, and the alarms go off, and he's like, "You guys had one job, seriously." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he does like his bad his bad British accent. He's like, "Oh, leave it out." <laughs> it's, like, it's like my fucking Cockney accent. Which yeah. is basically Dick Van Dyke's Cockney accent from Mary Poppins. I love Mary Poppins. Chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim charoo. Yeah, I could do the whole thing. I won't. Uh, you Consider won't. yourself. That's not. Ah, um, it's not, but I know that no, too. No, I know. <laughs> I know a lot of Cockney songs, it turns out. Yeah, well, um, uh, that, I mean, uh, uh, Clooney and uh, Pitt are, you know, uh, checking out, uh, what's his face? Chabal Kin. Yen. Yeah. Where, you know, they're at, like, some, like, kind of Cirque du Soleil nonsense. Yeah. And it's like, which one is he? And he's like, it's a little Chinese guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, a, it's two five-person tall stacks of uh, Chinese acrobats. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Pitt's like, 
It's a little Chinese. He's a little Chinese guy. And Clooney just kind of looks at him. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, that doesn't seem that hard. And then he like does, does... a backflip from a pole to another pole and yeah. just catches it with his thighs yeah. and then like flips down to the ground and then does another front flip. Yeah. Clooney's like, all right, we have a grease man. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of good. Grease man. Yeah, that's their... the term. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a racial thing. It's the, no. it's the job term. I, I personally appreciate I'll clear that up for the audience who might, might have thought I was being racist. Okay. Or the Clooney was. I personally appreciated the dynamic that they um, developed between uh, Pitt and Clooney's character. How like you can tell like they like they've been working together for yeah. quite some time. You know what I mean? And just like the dialogue just goes to show like they fucking know each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like even even you know when 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 Pitt goes to uh, confront Clooney about um, Tess. Mm. You know, he just like we should get into that real quickly you know, before just, this. Just, just come yeah. here. I need to talk to you, like right now, like. And he, and he yeah, he's he, he, he tacks him to the wall. You know what yeah, I mean? Well, and he's theoretically the only person who could be like, I need to speak with you now. Like, yeah, yeah, like, all right. yeah. Of yeah. of all the eleven, yeah. within, he's the maybe, one that maybe though, possibly yeah. Bernie Mac. It's a mutual respect. He, that, yeah. Yeah. Those, th- those three are like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the old the three guy. kings. And then also, yeah. Uh, yeah. Saul's also an old head, but maybe wouldn't be doing it that He's hard. He's out of the in, circle. Or, no, because yeah. later on, Clooney even does like the, you know, Saul, are you sure you can do this? And he's like, if you ever ask me that question again, Daniel, you will not wake up the following morning. Like that yeah. thing. Yeah. He's like, all right. And yeah. He, yeah. he turns to Ruben. He's like, he's ready. He's ready. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There's, there's, yep. there's certain guys well within the group that yeah. like... Are, yeah, there's you know, a, it's a cool. There is a good dynamic. Old, old a lot of, cons. The yeah. hierarchy there is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so what you mentioned is that um, Tess is involved in this. So Tess, uh, Julia Roberts, is Danny's ex-wife who left him, prompting him to do whatever the job was that he got busted for, that he was in jail for at the beginning of the film for well, four years. No, I thought it was that she left him because he was in prison. Uh, like, I thought it... Oh, yeah, I guess you're... Yeah, well, he says, I, they, they, my wife left me and I was feeling a bit self-destructive. Oh, uh, like, maybe, but, like, she has that whole thing of, like, you know, you know, he's like, oh, I paid my to society, and she's like, yeah. I didn't get a check. Five, yeah, she's like, yeah, five years, and what was I supposed to do, and all that stuff, so it's... it's he, you know, she's like... There's some animosity. You, yeah, she's like, in case you didn't notice, we're not married anymore, and he's like, oh, I got your... I got the paperwork. She goes, I told you I'd write, which is a, a good... Yeah. Uh, yeah, they do a good back and forth, which, again, like, while we were watching this, I'm like, I could see them being married, because yeah. it's a lot of them being on the same level and them having that, like, witty back and forth, but also at the same time, it's it's very venomous at this point. Yeah, yeah. And I could see that being, like, a thing that was endearing at one point and is not any longer. Right. Um, so what we find out is that Benedict is now dating Tess. Yeah. Um, so you find out that in, on top of Clooney recruiting these guys to perform like an impossible job, uh, robbing like this incredibly, you know, secure safe with all these security measures. The safe itself is like the most complicated safe known to man. Um, you know, how to get there is incredibly like secure. There's guards, there's uh, motion sensors, you know, like the whole nine, everything you could possibly have. This has it and on top of all of that. It turns out that maybe he's doing it, yada yada yada, to win Tess back or prove or, himself to her. That's or what, at like, least to get one over on the guy on that's the guy with that's her now. With his wife. Yeah. Right. Uh, I like when. Oh, also, you have before that. I forget who 
was it Topher is like all reds or whatever. Oh yeah, just like <laughs> Oh yeah. What a jackass. Yeah. yeah. Like broad comedy, I don't no, know how to play I know. poker. It's yeah, it's well, the all Sh- of the... uh, Shane West is like, uh, I think I won and you know, Pitt's like you have three pair. And he's like, that's right. And he's like, you can't have six cards in a five card game. Yeah. And he's like, what? And then, um, what's her face? Holly, Holly Marie Combs yeah. is like, I think one of those, those is mine. mine. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's good. Yeah. Dog, but yeah, uh, I it's, like, it's all them being adorable, but also terrible. At this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I like in the scene where Pitt confronts Clooney about Tess's involvement where like they hash it out. And he's like, you know, tell me that if you can only choose one of those things, if it's the money or Tess and remember Tess doesn't split 11 ways. He's like, you know, which one are you going to choose? And he's like, it's the money. You know, I promise. And he's like, all right. And then, like, there's a pause, and Clooney says, like, so how'd she look? But before he can even finish the question, Pitt's like, she looked good. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, like, yeah. so how'd she look good? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, like, you can tell they're, they're, they're tight bros. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and, I, and I appreciate that that kind of development. It's really good writing, and yeah. they perform it really well. Yeah. Also, Because they, they also don't, like, elbow nudge each other. Like, they just, like, yeah. you know, they just relate it's to each other. It's synchronized. Yeah. Yeah. Also, a little before that, they're doing reconnaissance, and so you have, like, Bernie Mac, uh, one of the guards, is, like, talking about the stripper that he's into. Oh, yeah. Charmaine. Charmaine. At yeah. The crazy Horse too. Yeah, and then, uh... Brad Pitt, like, gets uh, a security thing off of her and stuff. Yeah, Charmaine, like, is giving the guard a lap dance. She, like, pockets his pass so that uh, Brad Pitt can have it, you know, get used. And he's got a lollipop, so he's eaten. Yeah, he's got candy. Um, And then uh, they have uh, What's-His-Face, who's, like, their tech guy. Uh, so the character is Livingston Dell. It's played by Eddie Jemison. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. in my head, he's always legally not radar for Mash. <laughs> That's kind of how he looks like the whole time. He's like a nervous guy with big glasses yeah. who's like well, techie. He, he's so goddamn sweaty in this scene, yeah. especially. And I mean, like that's part of like the thing is that he's got a map on his hand and he wipes it off on his forehead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as part of like them getting him into the servers so he can like hack into them so that they can get a feed. They have the the brothers. Yeah, they they, they do a, the balloon gag. Yeah, which he calls him Balloon Boy, which is something that actually happened like eight years later in two thousand and nine. Was the whole Balloon Boy hoax? Oh well, yeah. But so like... but so he calls him Balloon Boy, and I'm like, oh, was that a reference? I'm like, no, it was just prescient. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was just because yeah. uh, Casey Affleck is pretending to be a balloon delivery man. Yeah. Because that's a thing. Balloonogram. Sure. Yeah. Sure. They had a lot of grams. We've all, we've all gotten those. Grams for days. And they start arguing in front of, uh, well, they start arguing and, um, Yeah, don't the, call me, don't well, call they, me friend, don't call me but, friend, jackass. Yeah. But they let the balloons go and the balloons <clears throat> cover the security camera, uh, which I guess is so that they can, A, like, distract, yeah, you know, the, it's the a dis- guard away. Yeah. It's a distraction so that the security team is so, looking more at that than yeah, at who's going into, yeah. But yeah, that that's real good back and forth. That has to all be improv because it's just the two of them yelling at each other. Maybe, yeah. No, actually, no. Apparently, it was written in and it was part of trivia. Apparently, it oh was. Oh my god. Apparently, it was. Uh, uh, I'm gonna take your phone away in the next movie. You cannot just spend the whole time telling me stuff that people can read on IMDb. All right, but I'm, apparently it was. Uh, I think Soderbergh, uh, arguments he had with his brother as kids. Oh, I mean, yeah, it definitely reads like bickering with a sibling. So I, I liked a lot of that. And then, yeah, uh, Livingston goes in and, like, hacks into their servers and stuff. And then he's coming out like he's being followed by a guard and you think he's going to get got. And the guard's just like, hey, you left your... And I think he thinks it's just like a 
portable television. Yeah. yeah. He thinks it's like a pocket TV, yeah. but it's like the monitor he was using to check to make sure that they were patched in. Right, to the, the yeah, cause they, security feed. Yeah, because they don't have, yeah. Benedict's hotels don't have a closed circuit system they can hack into. Like, they have a private system. Yeah. So it's not, yeah, it's not a CCTV thing that they get access from outside the casinos. Yeah, they actually needed to uh, be some at hardware the inside. In there. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you gotta get a reception on this thing? And he goes, yeah. And he gives it back to him. And that's goes, the thing. It's is, excellent in this weird, sweaty way. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then also that's, to get outside that, that's a big reason why a lot of, like, security systems fail is human error to that effect of people just, like, letting stuff go or, like, somebody bluffing their way in where they're like, oh, I'm from so-and-so and I need this. And people are just like, sure, leaving a disc in the parking lot and people yeah. like putting it into their computers, like their secure computers, just to see what it does, which you shouldn't do that ever, you guys, especially people in the government or the military. Like, seriously, it's a terrible idea. If things are supposed to be secure, keep them that way. <laughs> like, all of that. Um, I've seen a lot of documentaries. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> but no, like that's that's a major way that like yeah. hackers or whatever get into stuff is just like yeah, bluffing. people are dumb yeah. and predictably yeah. so. People are expecting you to show up wearing like a little domino mask and a striped sweater and being like, I'm here to burgle you. But they don't expect yeah. you to show up and be like, hey, I'm from the security agency and it would be really rude of you to turn me away. Like, this is my job and I'm just doing an inspection. So just let me uh, into the back where your security stuff is. And they go, oh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to be a jerk. But so it's kind of like that. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you want to con people, I just told you how to do it. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so I don't I don't have a ton of notes after really the about half after that point. Yeah. And which brings me to my next point. Sure. Uh, which is how the climax of this movie is. Oh. Mission well, buildup. I yeah. I do have a couple of things of like um so they were gonna do the demolition on uh it's not Sal it's Ruben Ruben's building yeah. And it's the fucking... They have a plunger built into one of the lions. Oh, yeah. Gonna... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, there are just some details in this that are really great. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, little the, things like the that. The demolition plunger is, yeah, like, built into the back of, like, a gold uh, Chinese, like, lion. Turquoise. Lion yeah. Thing. Bronze. Yeah. Brass. It's so funny. And, I and never there's noticed a whole, that before, there, either. Yeah. China lion. And there's a yeah. whole thing where, like, Tess is standing up there with Benedict. Yeah. And Clooney's in the audience, and he's the only one that doesn't turn around to look at the demolition. Yeah, the building, he's just staring the at them. The building being demolished is behind the crowd. Yeah. And so when uh, Benedict pushes the plunger, and the building starts to fall, everybody turns except Clooney, who's looking at her, which is a great. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, Steven Soderbergh directed this. Um, this was his, I think, his first big. Uh, it, it was his first like big studio success. Um, he started. I mean, uh, he made, I think, short films, but his first, like, um, notable film. work yeah. was Sex, Lies, and Videotape, mm -hmm. which is, uh, I mean, it's great. It's really it's really a, an interesting movie, but it's an independent movie. It was very successful independent. Um, and he did a lot of smaller and independent films before this, and then this was a huge success. Um, and he famously, after that, said he would kind of do a one-for-them-one-for-me system where he would do something that was a big studio movie and would make money so that studios would give him money to make something he wanted to make. Yeah. Um, and he's made, I mean, like, depending on, you know, the results vary. You might like or dislike any of his yeah. uh, smaller stuff or solo stuff. But Why it was all interesting. or whatever. Your mileage may vary. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it, it was all stuff he wanted to make, which I respect. Um, 
so he made you know this and then like the next year made I think Solaris with George Clooney and then he made uh, Ocean's 12 and then after that made whatever you know personal more more personal projects yeah and those are the ones that he I guess could experiment more on yeah um, and play with like film stock and light it he, he all his yeah. movies I would say are I don't know if it's you know cool. he chooses great crew or if this is a, like a, a specific fetish kind of that he has but he, they're all he does also do variants on but they're all lit really really well mm, yeah um, they're all have gorgeous lighting um, he also did like Logan Lucky which looks great yeah um, I didn't love it as a movie but like it looks great and yeah. he did uh, Unsane which we just watched yeah I had a few more issues with that but. Uh, no, I loved it. I thought it was, I thought it was like, fantastic. No, yeah, I mean, I, generally I like him. And also, yeah, he tends to do a blend of... I also think I liked Logan Lucky better than you did. Yeah, it's um, fine. I did, I, you know, I didn't, like, hate it. I just didn't... I didn't get why it needed to exist. I don't... That's a tough uh, thing to... I mean, especially because, like, before we even started filming this, we were talking about Tommy Boy and Black Sheep, and it's like, do you no, need both? <laughs> no, yeah, no, exactly. It, it's that. It's that argument. It's, do we need both Tommy Boy and Black Sheep? So since Soderbergh already made Ocean's Eleven and Twelve and Thirteen, but he made Ocean's Eleven, which is, like, great. It's, like, the yeah. perfect heist movie of this era. But, like, then he made this movie, Logan Lucky, that's, like... Another heist movie, it's not as... I, I didn't find it as entertaining as this. I didn't really enjoy it. There's a lot of weirder choices, and it felt like it was... Um, it felt like a product of like the mid to late 90s independent film circuit. Like These movies that came out at that time, Like the, the one that always comes to mind is like Clay Pigeons, like these odd tone movies that have something, but it never feels fully developed. And, and and Logan Lucky kind of felt like that to me. And in in Logan Lucky, they uh, they they make a joke about you know they're calling the heist Ocean Seven Eleven, and I was like, yeah, it's exactly what it is. It's <laughs> you it's you remaking a movie you already made with like, but what if it's the kind of redneck version of it or whatever? And I was yeah. like, I don't get why you know why the same filmmaker needs to go back to the same well so often. I mean, like, okay, Burt Reynolds just recently passed away. Yeah. I was talking about Burt Reynolds' career, and, like, a lot of it is on a very narrow part of the spectrum between where he's, like, the bandit, like a fun-loving, car-driving, good-time dude, maybe doing illicit activities or whatever, and then the swing is, like, slightly over to, like, you know, struggling cop or detective... And, right. like, most of his films are in that very narrow valley. Right, where it's just either one side or the other of this yeah. particular thing. And it's not all of them, you know. Yeah. Like, like you, uh, you know, Deliverance isn't really that, and, you know... Uh, it sure isn't. No, but, like, <laughs> we, we did All Dogs Go to Heaven, and even All Dogs Go to Heaven is basically in there. He's a con man, you know, like... Yeah. Which is basically right in that, that comfortably within that valley. You know, so not Episode everything... Episode two, check it out. Yeah. So not everything, but... A lot of stuff, and it's just weird that you know. And but with that, I assume it's a casting thing. Like this is what these are the roles he got offered, but at the same time, I've heard rumors that he turned down other things to work more within, I guess, a wheelhouse he felt more comfortable in. I, it's just a weird choice. Getting back to Soderbergh, that Soderbergh made another similar genre movie, like you know, oh, he's gonna, you know, in two years he's gonna make a movie where they rob a space station in an elaborate fashion well, with colorful characters, or I, like it's I, an Old West robbery, or it's an they're gonna rob a, on a submarine. It's like, are, are you becoming the, like, elaborate heist movie guy? 
I think he was also hoping Logan Lucky was funnier and weirder. It's funny and it's weird. It's just yeah. it never none of it quite gelled for me. There's a couple jokes in it that are great, but Yo. and it doesn't yeah, gel and a, as and well a couple, as a cohesive thing. A for couple me. performances are really good. Yeah, yeah. I thought. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I don't hate it. I just didn't love it. But yeah. So getting back to oceans. This movie is structured weird because, like, basically, around you know Act Two, it just starts to slowly getting everything in place to do this heist. But then it just sort of transitions into, and we're doing the heist now. Yeah. And also, it's paying off some uh, things that you didn't realize were foreshadowing. Yeah, like what? Uh, like the fact that they're doing the run through in the in the building. And stuff. Oh, with the safe. Yeah. Yeah, one yeah. of the things they did was they built a safe and um, they habit. built a model of, I mean, it's a full-size recreation of the safe that's in the basement of the Bellagio. Yeah, they're having and, Yen do a run-through to see if he can make it to the door without touching the floor. Yeah, and they're timing stuff and whatever, but uh, when they're assembling it, um, I really like that, I think it's Pitt is like, so we're just building this, you know, model of it to for practice, and Clooney's like, yeah, something like that. Which yeah. is foreshadowing. Yeah. So the whole plan is very elaborate, and we're not going to describe all of it. Yeah. But... Oh, well, also, before you even get into that, they oh. also rob the, the the college for the EMP. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what their original thing was. Basher was going to do something that was going to knock out, you know, the, the sensors or whatever for a limited amount of time that is integral to their plot. But with the demolition, that fucked something up. And he realized that, like... He's got to take the whole city down. Yeah, he's going to yeah. have to black out the whole city using the pinch, which is an EMP pulse generator that they have to steal from, like, an electrical college. Yeah. Also, apparently, it's not scientifically accurate. No? No. Uh, to get an EMP that would black out a city that size, it would be much, much, much bigger and would actually probably have to be a nuclear bomb. But you couldn't fit an EMP that would black out a whole city like that into the back of a van, much less the power source needed to power it. Huh. So even his. So like, is this science fiction? Then? Yes. So this becomes light yeah. science fiction. Quite. All right. Yeah. Even his shit ton of car batteries lean wouldn't be enough to power fiction. an yeah, EMP. Lean. Diet science, science fiction. fiction. It could maybe do a block. Locale sci-fi. Yeah. Um, but also that that whole thing thins. of them them robbing sci-fi the, thins. <laughs> that whole thing of them robbing the, 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 the college uh, is kind of funny because some of them go in. Yeah, you were saying uh, Yen was saying, you know. Yeah, I think Yen spots the guards um, going up like the you know south yeah. tower while Matt Damon's going up the north tower or whatever yeah. and says something and but what, yeah nobody speaking? nobody understands what he says so they just kind of look at him like okay. And they're like, um, so do we go back for him or what? Yeah. Then he smashes a window with a chair and then climbs out. And, and yeah, you see Yen hurt his hand because yeah. he gets it slammed in the car door and that becomes... Yeah, they're doing like the hop in, like as we're yeah. driving away, you know, thing. And, and Yen's holding on to the back van uh, door and the other one's slammed shut. So, yeah, he's got to wrap up his hand. And because <laughs> Matt Damon left the van, Clooney's like chastising him and he's like, you know, if you lose focus for one second in this game, somebody gets hurt. And, uh... Matt Damon kind of calls that back, like, in Clooney's face later with the uh, remote. Yeah. He's like, you know, if you lose focus for one second, it's good. <laughs> like, it's, it's fun. There's a lot of good dialogue and, and stuff in yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, the, so the plan is, uh, it's many, many moving parts. And, again, we're not going to describe the whole thing. But the, the crux of it is they sneak Yen into the vault, um, and then they black out the city, 
They cause pandemonium. And then they basically trick Benedict into, uh, you know, letting them out. Yeah. Um, uh, they come in disguised as a SWAT team. They have a robot van that they put fake uh, money, you know, duffel bags in. There's a whole double blind, uh, uh, what do you call it, like hostage thing where uh, Pitt calls Benedict on the phone. He's like, we're only taking half your money. We've rigged the rest to explode. If, you know, you tamper with anything or try to impede us, it will explode, whatever. Put the money in the van and don't approach the driver's door, you know, that kind of thing. And if you do, we'll make it blow up, blah, 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 blah. So the van drives away. They send people to follow it. And then the SWAT team pulls up and the SWAT team goes in and you hear, like, gunfire over the radios and whatever. And when all is said and done, Benedict goes down and realizes that didn't happen. Yeah. None of none of what he thought happened, none of what he saw on his monitors actually happened because they had uh, used basically the same thing where they were watching Benedict's closed circuit feed to, you know, send in a signal from their fake safe that they had built uh, where they had performed all this crap. And uh, they, they leave, uh, you know, as the SWAT team, they leave with their SWAT team gear bags filled with all the money. And uh, it's awesome. It's a, it's yeah. a real good, like, rope dope Danny does this whole thing where he's supposedly in this room with yeah. one of... Uh, Tiny. Yeah, with Tiny. No, Bruiser. His name's or, Bruiser. Oh, his name's actually Bruiser. Okay, call, yeah. I think he calls him Bruiser. Yeah, with one of uh, uh, Bendix's goons, except that Danny and Bruiser go back a ways. Yeah. So. He, like... It's great, because it, uh, you know, fucks with the, um, the audience, too, because, like, they shut the door, you know, Bruiser or whatever is this, like big like seven foot tall like bald guy in like a leather vest like real tough you know and he like punches Clooney in the face and Clooney's like oh god damn it he's like not now bruiser later and he's like oh I'm sorry Danny I forgot <laughs> it's like yeah. I love that it's yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. a real old guy yeah. Like, yeah. yeah it's like a Looney Tunes guy yeah yeah but um, it's really funny and uh and he's like, help me get up there. And like, he climbs in the vents. And he's like, lifts and then him up. I do like they, throws him. Yeah, I yeah. do like that they cut back <laughs> later yeah. on to Bruiser, like, basically, like, ramming w- himself into yeah, yeah. WWE walls. one man matching himself, where he's just in the room going, like, uh, oh, you like that? Uh, oh, oh, oh. Like, slamming shit. And he's like, yeah, had enough? <laughs> and he's like, Stumbling around into shit. Oh, Crunching steel chairs and um, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's real good. The other thing, I don't know if you noticed this. I had one of those moments where I'm like, I remember that name. Why do I know that name? Okay. Uh, when they're bringing... George uh, Clooney. When they're bringing Yen in, yep. in the box, the security guy that does it, when he scans his thing, it says... Robert Coyle or whatever? No, Joe Coyle. Joe Coyle. Yeah. Do you know who that is? Not off the top of my head. Uh, Joe Coyle was the guy from Philly who found a bunch of money oh, on the street shit. out of the back of a Brinks truck or whatever the hell. Yeah. Yeah. John Cusack played him in the movie version. Yeah. So that was a thing that actually happened where there was a guy who, it was one of the bigger bank heists, except that it wasn't really. It, was it just wasn't that, a heist. Yeah. It was that, I think it was that some other guys were trying to rob this truck and they just dumped money or something like that, or he found money dumped from, yeah. like, an armored car. Yeah, there and was, it was a robbery that had gone badly and some average dude, played by John Cusack in the film version. Yeah. Um, found some yeah, money found in South money. Philly and hid it in his house for several days. Yeah, and then, like, became kind of like a low-key South Philly Robin Hood. Yeah, man. Which I imagine just... Is involves giving out hoagies, <laughs> <laughs> and you get a hoagie. 
And you get a hoagie. But Everybody's yeah. getting hoagies. But yeah, that shit happened, and that's a reference to that. That's awesome. I didn't catch that. I mean, yeah. I saw the name, but I well, didn't get the reference. Again, it was a thing where I'm like, why does that sound so familiar? And Good. Yeah, Good that's, that's why. See, we don't need IMDb <laughs> trivia. That's your IMDb trivia. You're way better. Uh, I'm going to look up that John Cusack movie, because I, I really like it, actually. Yeah, I don't know what movie that is, um, but... I think it's called, like, A Stroke of Luck or something, but I gotta, I gotta look it up. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's really good. He's good. Yeah, so I, I love John Cusack. I, He's my man. I write a whole thing about it in uh, one of my, like, ethics classes. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Where did you fall on it? I don't know, man. Because, like, I mean, like, it didn't turn out well for him. <laughs> so. No, it did. he went to jail. Yeah. Yeah, you're really not supposed to just take that, even if you didn't set out to. You it's should... called Money for Nothing, that's what it's called. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Yeah, 1993, that's a good yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. Also, around here is when you have uh, Saul. So Saul's whole thing is he's pretending that he's having like a package delivered to the uh, thing, and that's how uh, Yen is getting in. Yeah, it's so the it's the explosives, right, are disguised as the emeralds? Maybe. But also, like, he fakes a heart attack, I guess. Saul, yeah, it's a something. distraction. Yeah. yeah, and that's when you see Brad Pitt actually come in and interact. Yeah. And he's wearing a terrible wig, and he actually whips off his glasses and goes, he's gone. Oh, yeah, he, he like, <laughs> so opera actors it. Yeah. Like, when the, when the doors open, like, on that shot, and he, like, turns into the camera with what you told me is an Austin Powers wig. Yeah. Trivia. Uh, he, yeah. He's, like... Did somebody call for a doctor? Like, it's real. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, he's, like, yeah. giving Saul mouth-to-mouth -mouth and giving him chest compressions, and he's like, damn it, he's gone. Yeah, like, he whips off his glasses, yeah. and he's like, he's gone. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's real uh, handy and fun. I know. Um, so then the emotional through-line yeah. of this is that, um, oh, you know, um, Danny has gone and talked to Tess a bunch, and, you know, he's told her, like, I'm not here to win you back. I, I just, you know, Benedict is a piece of shit. And you can do better, you know that kind of thing. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I'll prove it to you, basically. And um, oh yeah, he gets a video patched into her room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, Tess sees Pitt, and Pitt's on the phone being the blackmailer uh, at the moment to to Benedict. And he's like, Danny would request that you go to your room and watch some television. And she's like, Oh yeah, really? He would? He's like, Trust me, Tess. It's nothing bad. And he's like, Just go. And she's like, <laughs> So she goes. And yeah, um, then I guess it's Livingston calls her and it's like, put on channel 88 or whatever. Yeah. And uh, she puts it on and it's like the live feed of the security hallway. And um, it's after Benedict thinks Danny had something to do with the heist. So he goes into the room where Danny's supposed to be getting beaten up, but we know he's not because uh, Bruiser's in there working himself over. And he opens the door and, oh, Danny's in there. And Bruiser's roughing him up and he's got, you know, blood on his collar and he's all beat up. He's like, you know, tell me, did you have anything to do with this? And Clooney's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I've been getting my ass kicked by this guy all night. And uh, he's like, all right, we'll get him out of here. And Clooney, you know, eggs him on. And he's like, what happened? Did you get robbed? And he's like, I swear to God, if I find out you had something to do with this, Danny, you know. And he's like, well, what if I told you I could get your money back? Would you give up Tess? And he's like, I would, yes. And uh, immediately in the room, Julia Roberts seeing this, just like picks up her shit and leaves, which is great. She doesn't wait to see, like, how it plays out. She's like, nah, fuck him. I'm done. Yeah. Which is good. I like that. Yeah. yeah. And um, then Danny, I, I love, because he really sticks it to Benedict, because he's like, all right, when I was in prison, I, I you know, I, I, I knew this guy, and 
anything happens in the western United States, he knows about it. So I'll talk to him and see if he knows anything. He's like, oh, you knew a guy? That's it? And he's like, I, I, what can I tell you? I didn't have anything to do with this robbery. And he's like, escort Mr. Ocean out and call his parole officer. Yeah, he's like, I bet he broke parole. Yeah, and I was like, motherfucker. And yeah, yeah Danny actually gets uh, yeah, arrested for parole violation, but which, I mean, they get away pretty It, it kind of well. contradicts with the entire fucking premise which they established in the beginning of the film itself of, you know, like, if you fuck this guy over, he's gonna kill you and then he's gonna have his way with you. So to speak. Well, no, it's that Danny managed to get over him, and the best that he could do was get him pinched for a parole violation, yeah, which he only gave him six months. He didn't know he had anything to do with yeah, it. Yeah, he had no evidence at all that Danny was At the was same involved. time, you would imagine that a man of this stature would Be simply dispose of anyone that he even yeah. suspects uh, of having stole $150 million. Also, I mean, but at the end of the movie, people uh, get killed for much less. At the That's, end of the movie, Pitt yeah. picks him up in prison. It's like several you know, years yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pitt picks him up from prison. Um, Tess is in the back seat, and they start driving away, and, and um, Benedict's two big goons are in a car following them. Following yeah. them, yeah. So, I mean, like, I a mean, darker version of this movie would be like, yup, and then they drove down the road and were murdered. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he, he comes back as a character in in the series yeah. and stuff, Benedict, that is, and is much warier and also trying to get one over on Danny and everything yeah. like that. So there's a whole At thing At one point they realize So they was need... this created, was this movie created and produced and filmed with the intention of it being a three-part series. Maybe. I mean, so no. it it was a remake of a 1960s movie, but that was only one film, and this ended up being a trilogy, and it might have been intended to have other films, or at least have the option of having sequels because yeah, of think, how it ends. Yeah. I think in 2001, like, almost everything that isn't, like, based on a true story where you know how it ends... I feel like they were just always like, hey, leave the door open for sequels. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and like, this, like, also, it, this also, was such a success that Spider-Man, they Spider-Man, for example, didn't yeah. that, or was that 2002? Or, I, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, yeah. They were definitely hoping for sequels. Like, I, I think closer to this would be like The Longest Yard. Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Cause I the think, original. I think that also came out similar time frame to this when they did... The remake. The remake, yeah. yeah. I think the remake happened around this time and then they did... At least one sequel. I Did think they do a sequel, have... The Longest Yard? Yeah. What was it called? The Second Longest Yard? <laughs> uh. Longester Yard? Longest. Longest. <laughs> or maybe I'm thinking the whole nine yards and they did the whole, whole ten... nine yards. Okay. That's a different movie. And they did the whole ten yards. Yeah, that that happened. And that's real. Maybe another one. I don't know. No, it's just nine and ten. Okay. The Longest Yard is prison movie where they play football. Oh, okay. The whole nine and ten yards are about... And that's different. (laughs) Bruce Willis is a famous famous hitman uh, um... living undercover and Chandler is his next door neighbor who recognizes him. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm actually thinking. I don't actually know what the whole ten yards is about because I kind of felt like they wrapped up the whole nine yards pretty succinctly, but I guess not. They didn't actually remake the whole or the longest yard, I don't think. Yes, they did. Oh, did they? Yeah, again, it was a Bruce Willis... No, sorry. It was a uh, 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 Burt Reynolds movie in the 70s, okay. and they remade it in the 2000-ish era with uh, uh, Adam Sandler uh, with a cameo by Burt Reynolds. Okay. He's in both. All right. Anything else about this that we wanted to specifically talk about? Um, I did mark any time I saw Brad Pitt eating and what he was eating. You want to read the list? Yeah. He's eating nachos, and then he's eating Jello with Saul at the dog track, and then he's eating a lollipop when he's getting the pass from Charmaine at the 
strip club. Then he's eating shrimp cocktail when Tess comes down the stairs. Yeah. Which apparently he ate a bunch of it. 40 shrimps. Uh, and then when he's picking up Danny from uh, him being reincarcerated for his parole violation, he's eating like maybe a falafel or something. It's hard to tell. Uh, also, when they come out of the circus after seeing Yen, he throws a bag of cotton candy in the backseat of the car. Oh, okay. Um, when they they both have lunch uh, when they go to meet with Reuben, but oh yeah, they're uh, having like salad or something like that. But you, but don't you really only see ever him see you well, yeah, you only maybe... you only see him like dabbing his mouth, but yeah. clearly doesn't even touch anything. Yeah, the whole scene. Yeah, he's got kind a bunch of. of I mean, but there's a bunch yeah. where he's like eating something, uh, ice cream at one point. I didn't um, remember seeing that. Yeah, it's when. Uh, it's him, Clooney, Pitt Clooney, and Matt Damon in the elevator. And he, okay. he was eating ice cream when they walked up, and he threw it in the trash, and then he's, like, wiping his hands in the elevator. Yeah, I mean, he's eating several times in yeah. this movie. It's basically every scene that he's not actively working. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, he's not eating anything when he's a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> or a SWAT guy. He's got a big hoagie. Tactical hoagie. <laughs> he's got a tactical bowl of chowder. <laughs> When they do the reenactment, they're like, guys, somebody's in here, and they show it. He should just be, like, fucking eating soup. <laughs> so, yeah. okay, so Frankie, so this was your first time seeing this. What is your, what was your overall, like, view of this as a first-time watch? Uh, first-time watch, it was, um, par for the course 2001. Yeah. I'll yeah. say that. Um, would you watch any of the sequels? Probably not. Oh, actually, no. I, I would. I would. I would give them the benefit of the doubt. I don't know anyone that's seen the sequel that's, you know, been able to say what they thought of it. I would say I'll I'll watch the second, I'll watch the third, I'll watch Ocean's Eight, I think, which is the female. That I wanna see. I, so. I didn't get a chance to see that in yeah. theaters, but uh I heard it's really fun. It looked really good. Yeah. So I, I will say twelve and thirteen don't necessarily get better, they just get different or worse. No, twelve <laughs> is I, my two cents is twelve is way worse. They super duper jump the shark for me in, in 12 um, with a bunch of dumb stuff. And then yeah. 13 is pretty good. Still not as good as 11. Which I feel like they do. I, I feel like they jump the shark a lot in this one. Um, also, I in 12, they the just original. tried. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's yeah. good too. I don't know. It's 60s, so. It's just like um, they, they. I feel like they, the climax literally came and passed before I even knew it was the climax. Yeah, it's, it's not a good thing. Yeah, you know? it, it is. It's it's this long, slow, like, build. I, I'm telling you, like, they, they transition very, like, Wistf smoothly. Wistfully. Yeah, yeah. From, yeah, from, like, okay, we're getting everybody together, and now we're gathering materials, and now we're, before you even realize it. Now we're, we're doing it. Yeah, we're we're already the in the hot zone. And yeah. then, you know, and then you're watching it go, and, like, there's a couple minor setbacks, but they recover gracefully, and the movie's over, but, like, I love that final scene of them all meeting at the fountains, and then, you know, they just sort of, like, are watching the fountain, they, like, look at each other, and then they sort of, like, nod, like, all right, I'll see you around, and they all just, like, walk off. I love that scene. I think yeah. it's, like, really, like, beautifully edited. Yeah. I think a lot of the, um, well, also, a lot of the shots in this are gorgeous. It's, it's the Bellagio, so yeah. it's extremely iconic uh, Las Vegas as well, yeah. so you're just you're doing the most with, like, your setting as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, Las Vegas is extremely photogenic. Yeah. But I think, like, the shot compositions in this are really, really beautiful. Yeah. Um, it reminds me a little bit, and, and the weird lighting, not weird, but, like, the, like, depth of the lighting and stuff kind of reminds me of the better moments of uh, Godfather 1 and 2. The third one doesn't really have it. Yeah. 
Um, the the composition's not as crowded all the time. There's a lot of very crowded composition in the Godfather movies that make them they make them look yeah. like Renaissance paintings. There's a, actually there's a lot of this uh, that's lit really really well. Julia Roberts' uh, dinner scene where she talks to Danny, yeah, is lit really well. Like the table is overlit. Yeah. So that she gets lit by, like, the bounce light. Yeah. yeah. Which is really soft and, like, really nice. Yeah. Because, like, when she reaches for her, her drink or whatever, it's, like, white. Like, it looks like she's reaching into the heart of the sun. <laughs> and you can't see any details of, like, her hand or her drink. But, like, then when it pans to her face, it's, like, really nice. Yeah. And, like, it's gorgeous. And, um, yeah, it's the two of them having, like, a intimate moment. But also it's very... They have sex on the tables where you're playing, right? I missed that. No, it's just... Is it hot? (laughs) It's... There's a lot of animosity, but it's... Yeah. We know. You loved the... You loved the... Yeah, Yeah, that was one of my favorite scenes. I know. That whole thing between the two of them was, like, really good. All right. Combining two of your favorite uh, things, would you watch a documentary about the making of that scene? No. Okay. (laughs) Just checking. No. You love documentaries. I, I, I doubt it would be that interesting. Um... I did watch the documentary about the making of The Shining, but that was a lot more. Oh, Room 230? Yeah. yeah. That's just crazy. That's not even uh, a documentary. That's just I, crazy yeah. conspiracy theories. It's actually true. Like, <laughs> it veered early. That's all it is. <laughs> I know, because they're all like, no, he was confessing to faking the moon landing. Yeah. <laughs> he confessed to faking the moon landing. Nope. He was, it's about the plight of Native American peoples. Nope. It's about, and I'm just like, dude, what? Yeah. yeah, it's great. I love it. I love conspiracy theories. They're great, and I support them. The whole thing was haunted. Yeah, it was haunted. Uh, so, Frankie, Ocean's Eleven, 2001, directed by Steven Soderbergh. Hate watch or great watch? I mean, you can also just say it was a watch. Yeah, Hunter has already broken that cherry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to... That particular... It was a watch. Yeah. Really? Just okay with yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, if I were to scale it from one to ten, I'd give it a... Five... Solid six and a half. Yeah. Wow. Upper end of the. Not surprised. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The. I feel like we should I have f- encouraged you to pick something more controversial. The ending was very mediocre. Like I said, the climax came and left before I even noticed it was the climax. The best part of the ending was seeing Julia Roberts in the back seat of the car, and it was just like, oh well, I guess they're getting back together question mark um damon wants them to be back together question mark um julia roberts wants to get back together question mark i mean there were there were a lot of questions um that were left open for interpretation um which is not a bad thing not a bad thing in a by by any i mean i don't think this is the imagination i don't think this is necessarily like a movie that well, I don't think it warrants like open-ended, like, oh, let's discuss, like, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's your it's your stereotypical like heist movie. Like, it's not like it's not gonna make you go home and 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 think existentially about like yeah. any anyone's fucking meaning for being here. But yeah, I think it's weird that Tess is in the backseat of the car at the end. I think it's just like too fine a bow. Yeah, on it. yeah, like, yeah, to have, yeah. If you had pit, you know, pick up Clooney and then be like, uh, you know. You got some mail. Yeah, or something. Yeah. Or, like, or, yeah. yeah. Or, like, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. 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 He, he, and she, like, sent him some cookies or something like that and a sweet note. Yeah. Or or just, like, he goes, uh, you know, like, here's your stuff. And it ends with, like, I said I would write. Yeah, or yeah. he just goes, like, here's here's your stuff. I told you I'd pick it up. And then he goes, like, you know. Uh, and then he hands him another envelope and goes, like, you know, Tess says hi. 
And it yeah. just says, like, Danny on it. And you're like, oh, yeah. that could, maybe that's good. Who knows? Yeah. You know, and, like, yeah. it could just end there. Yeah, yeah, be, yeah. You know. Yeah. It seems like they were begging for people to beg for yeah. a sequel. They're like, look how happy the ending yeah. is. Yeah. But I also, yeah. like, oh. I also like that there's the idea that there's another version where... Uh, over the ending credits, you just hear. Where they get followed. You yeah. hear the cars, you know. Automatic gunfire. Their car gets yeah. run off the road and they hear gunshots. Yeah. <laughs> Danny, run! <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the last bullet point I have is that this is, I mean, 1000% a George Clooney movie. Yeah. Where oh, yeah. he is the center and pinnacle of the so. entire movie. So I don't have an issue with George Clooney. No. But. I like this whole cast a lot. Yeah. Yeah. They got some really good people. They do really, like... And everybody it's a nice a really medley, you know? It's a, it's a good stew of, of yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, it's a good mix of, like, yeah. you know, you got your, yeah. your marquee actor faces, and then you have, like, a bunch of character actors and comedians. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bernie Mac is so good in this. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say this was a great watch, just because, like, I feel like it's very defining in the whole heist genre. Yeah. And again, because I think a lot of things are referencing it. Um, and it's, it's fairly smooth upon, like, further watchings and everything in terms of, like, like whatever, watching it. yeah, what everybody's doing and all that. Um, and then also there's a lot of, like, very funny little moments. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the small things that are, like, the most hilarious, especially yeah. upon rewatching it. Yeah. Um, and again, like, I, I love, like, the scene... It's not necessarily that Julia Roberts and George Clooney have a lot of chemistry together, but more that, like, the scenes that they're in are so sharply scripted that I appreciate it a lot. Yeah. And I don't think that follows through in later films, but it's very much in evidence here, and I appreciate it. So, it's a great watch from you. I agree. Uh, I think it's a great watch. This the last time I watched this was um, several months ago. I just randomly it was on Netflix or something, and I just put it on. And I kind of realized while I was watching it, I think it's like one of my favorite movies. <laughs> but like it was, it's low key one of my favorite movies because I didn't realize it until like the I don't know fifth time I watched it. I, I mentioned this earlier. Like it's there's something about the rhythm of the movie and the way it so smoothly you know transitions from its acts, you know, and, and the story structure of, like, we're gathering things, we're, we're gathering the team, we're gathering what we need, and now we're doing the actual heist, and now it's over. That, like, I can put this on and, like, you know, zone out, but, like, I can put this movie on to fall asleep to. Yeah. And, like, it's there's something just about the editing of it that's very soothing and rhythmic and everything. Um, I, I really I, like the writing. I will really give them the that. The, the, the tempo maintains throughout, like, you know, it's like, it's just, like, one critical scene follows the next. Um, yeah, I think there's good. I think it like I think it's everything. Gorgeous, like yeah. I talked about um, everything seems yeah. just as important as. I mean, also it's what you see before and after it. Yeah. yeah. So, it, it, like I said, the tempo is is yeah as superior like, to most films. Which I think is important because like it's a movie where you have to justify the existence of this eleven man team. Yeah. Like okay, yeah. if you compare it to like Justice League that was in theaters. Honestly, where, I like, think you watch that and I go like, why do you need all these characters? Yeah, like honestly, none of them do anything. I think the eleven eleven part of this movie is unnecessary. Like really, eight I think is uh, I, I can I can only list you fucking. You could write this movie and you know whittle. I mean that's 
I'm sure they can do it. That's what Ocean's 8 is only eight people. You can do this and have like, oh, Basher does all the electronics. Like, you could say that. And like, you don't need the twins. You just need one guy to be the distraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you could do that, but this is more... I mean, A, they had to work with 11 because that was the number from the... the to remake it. Like, that's... It's yeah, yeah, yeah. 11. But... I think for having to work that in, they do a really good job of giving... You know, you could combine Saul and Ruben. Like, you could make them yeah. the same Yeah, time. exactly, like, exactly. Yeah, or, I see what you're saying. You but see like, what I mean, though. at the same time, I do like that everybody feels like they did something. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. Well, and then also how they treat each other is very much like they have a backstory. Yeah, and you like... Know? You know, or at least in, in some cases, and then even with, like, uh, I, I just, Matt I, Damon, where it's like, oh, your father's so-and-so. Well, you'll you'll figure your own way. Yeah, it, you know? it, it feels like, like it exists in a universe. I have an issue with just there being too many uh, characters. Well, and you're not going to like 12 and 13 because they get one more person per thing. 12, though, you'll like that because it's Julia Roberts. She's the 12. Yeah, she I like is. her. So, yeah. She's yeah. 13. She's is, kind uh, of playing herself. Who's in 13? Oh, it's Catherine Zeta-Jones in 13. Oof. Oh, wait, Ooh. wasn't she in 12? Or? No, she's in 13. Oh. Yeah. She's in 13. That's where... That's right? Then maybe I don't remember 12. I don't, I don't know. know. They're the same. It, 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 it doesn't matter. I don't know. 12 and 13 get weird. Well, she might be in 12, but not part of the team, just like Julia Roberts is in this, but not part of the team. Yeah, maybe. But I thought I saw all three, and I don't remember her being part of the team in any of them. I think she's the 13. Maybe I just unless saw 12 unless, twice. Unless, <laughs> unless, unless 13 is the fox. I, I thought 12 was the fox, in which case... Catherine Zeta Jones isn't part of their team, but then I don't recall her. Yeah, ever twelve being is part the fox. Team. Twelve is the fox. What's thirteen? What God is thirteen? Oh, Pacino's in thirteen. Oh, did I see that? I don't, I don't know if know. I saw that. Pacino's in thirteen. Do you okay. remember this a lot? Hua, Danny Ocean. Hua. That happens a lot. No. <laughs> okay. No, I don't. Do you remember Matt Damon wearing a big fake nose? Because I think that's in it. I might. Are you sure that's not 12? I'm not sure it's not 12. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think there's also a lot of, like, costuming in 12. Because 12's the, the Fabergé egg, yeah? Yeah. 12 has Bruce Willis in it as himself. Yeah. And it's when yeah. Tess, it's, Tess it's, plays it's, Julia Roberts. Yeah. Tess <laughs> pretends to be Julia Roberts because she looks like her. That's where he's talking about jumping the shark. That's, what, that's where the jumping the shark is. is Because at one point they go, you know, you do look a lot like her. And you're just like, oh wait, what's going on? And then it so turns she out fakes that, being a pregnant yeah, Julia Roberts she pretends to, get to be Julia Roberts to distract people. And I'm like, wait, wait. So, but by the transitive fucking property, that means that Danny Ocean looks like George Clooney and Rusty looks like Brad Pitt, which means uh, three casinos got robbed in 2001 by George Clooney and Brad Pitt's lookalikes, and nobody noticed. Nobody went. Holy shit, is that Julia Roberts over there? Yeah. Oh, is that, hey, is Brad Pitt on a SWAT team? What how the fuck's going on? How lazy is the goddamn creativity? Yeah. And that's what pisses me that's off. That's my problem with 12. And also, they write themselves... Not only that, they didn't just write themselves like the ultimate get-out-of-jail-free card in that. The next scene, I think, is uh, they're like, oh, now we're all in jail and we're stuck. And the cops that come and arrest them, they turn around when they're driving them away and go... Hey guys, we busted you out, and it turns out that they're Matt Damon's parents. And I you was know, like, cool. you know how you're, uh, you're, me off. You're, 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 mm, I didn't realize how mad I was now. <laughs> research of, God damn. Yeah, research sorry. of the Matrix um, sequels yeah. made you hate. Yeah. Just hearing about 12 Matrix Man. Fuck Ocean's Eleven, alright? 
Ocean's Eleven is a hate watch. Don't even fucking bother because Ocean's Twelve and Thirteen can kick yeah. rocks. Ocean's Eleven is great. The first Matrix is great. All the sequels are kind yeah. of meh, 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 meh. Eleven, Eleven is important because it's important. Stuff references it. Ju- All right, I want to bring this up. Just because something references shit doesn't mean it's important. I think it's part of the zeitgeist. It doesn't mean it's important. All right. Slap bracelets are part of the zeitgeist. Yeah. Saying don't go there is part of the zeitgeist. Yeah. It doesn't make it important. Uh, I'm one of those people that feels that like popular culture. I love lends popular value culture, but things. not everything in popular culture, even if it is popular, is important. That's what I'm saying. Like I, well, I, especially I, for like I, I understanding like a moment in time, yeah. it can be important. And then also the fact that there are so many other things that are going to be referencing it heavily because this is right, right. But at some point, but honestly, at some point, if it becomes part of the zeitgeist enough, you don't actually have to see the thing okay. to understand the context of what they're referencing. Like it's yeah. so parodied that. Like okay, we were. But I think it still this. makes it worthwhile to see the original, yeah. like the the I mean, okay. originating. There's thing. a there's a thing in pop culture where you'll always see um, kind of tough guy, shithead, like uh, like sheriffs or cops wear uh, mirrored aviators sh- like sunglasses, and that's just become a thing in pop culture. But it technically originated with Cool Hand Luke. That was what. Yeah. made that a thing and everything that does that is technically referencing Cool Hand Luke or referencing something that referenced Cool Hand Luke but seeing Cool Hand Luke doesn't mean you understand anything better about dickhead cops wearing aviator sunglasses you know what I mean like right. it just is a part of the thing now. yeah I just feel like this has kind of become like one of the what's the word I'm looking for sexiest movies yeah, but I mean, like it's it's one of like your major heist movies. I, th- I mean, I agree. Like, I don't I, you know. I don't want to blur the line here. I really like this movie. This is like one yeah. of my favorite movies. Like I just said, I realized the last time I watched it, this might be one of my favorite movies. But just yeah. because something is referenced or popular or well known doesn't necessarily make it important. No, but I feel like in and, general, but, but it's a, it's not a, criteri- a bad bet. No, but that as a criteria shouldn't be why you like feel that you like this movie, why you rate it uh, yeah. as, a, as a great watch, is just because yeah, okay. it's popular or well-known. Well, I'm Did not... you enjoy it? That's, that's yeah. really what we're trying oh, to do. Oh, no. Get. I mean, I, I also enjoy it. Okay. Um, I, I'm just trying to clarify. But also, you, you know me. Like, I will tend to read or watch things for no other reason than the fact that they are referenced or popular. Yeah. And it's because I want to be able to be part of that conversation yeah, of things Yeah, that's why you that have are... the entire discography of Taylor Swift. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> Face the microphone. <laughs> sure. You know? I, I, yeah, I'm not saying you should avoid things because they're popular, but also yeah. don't assume they're good or equate popularity yeah. with importance. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's been Hate Watch, Great Watch. Well, if you'd like to get in touch with us, uh, you can email us at writehatewatchgreatwatch. That's W-R-I-T-E-H-W-G-W at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at H-W-G-W podcast on both of those platforms. Uh, yeah, write in with any of those dumb things I told you to write about earlier. Uh, you don't even remember. Nah, it was a while ago. <laughs> Do you like the sequels? Do, can you honestly defend that stupid Julia Roberts turn in the second one? Like, really? Really, can you? Because if you can, please let me know. Otherwise, thanks for listening. Bye! See ya. Say bye. Bye. You say bye. Oh. Bye. 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 bye.
couldn't, couldn't get there. Because he's daddy? Uh, right, got, yeah, on the internet, he's, he's daddy. <laughs> I wrote a thing about uh, First Man, where he's playing Neil Armstrong. and um, Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I know, like, Ryan Gosling is, like, daddy and all on, on the internet, but, like, he's a good actor, and I like him. And I was like, I want to see this, because, like, I like astronauts and really, yeah. But I was like, also, I'm not opposed to people calling Neil Armstrong daddy on the internet. Oh. <laughs> Can't wait for when that happens. <laughs> hey, they were calling the clown from It daddy. Really? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, a whole, really? Wait, what? There was a whole wait. subculture of people calling uh, Pennywise daddy. Because oh. they think Bill Skarsgård is hot, which is, like, that's your opinion. Sure, you know. But, like, they're like, yeah, oh, it could do whatever he wanted to me. Okay, what he wants to do is ruin your soul. Yeah, he wants to bite your arm off. Yeah, you want to get, like, lightly choked and, like, spit on or whatever, and he's going to destroy your soul for yeah, all eternity. Gonna... You guys need to know context. <laughs> like, I get it. Now, see, when people call Captain America daddy, I'm fine with it, but I feel like it probably makes Captain America uncomfortable. <laughs> exactly. He's right. probably like, that's They're... not right. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> the eternal... The... Bucky would let you. Yeah. Bucky definitely would. <laughs> Bucky with the good hair. Yeah. Uh... <laughs>